Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Nerdiest Podcast. But today it's going to be a little different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jurassic Park-tacular. I can't play the music because it's copyrighted. Oh my gosh, a dinosaur. Whoa, is that a velociraptor? velociraptor? Oh my gosh! That is... Is that a T-Rex? That is uh, Jurassic World in... Or Jurassic Park in one uh, sentence. Is that a Velociraptor? Eat the goat, oh my gosh. little T-Rex. Eat the goat, T-Rex. Do it. You won't. Uh, you won't. 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 Do it. Do it. Gang, here we are. I want you to put like some really epic copyright-free music under this so it feels cool. So, gang, no. It'll here be we the are in music. <laughs> the wake of 2022, where we now have six, six... Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies. How mean, many is wait, that? Wait, wait, More wait, than wait, 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 hmm? Sure. The wake of 2022? Yeah. 2022 is not over. This is the part where you I tell you- You would say the wake of 2022. You'd be like the wake of 2021. This is the part where we realize, I don't know what wake means. <laughs> um, usually it means like the waves that come off of a boat. Oh. So like when you go in a no wake zone- here we are. Like, okay, sorry. Let me go again. Let me go again. Here we okay, are. Go again. Go again. Back to one. In the middle of 2022, and we now have six, count them, six Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movies, and we are here <laughs> to cover all of them in one Every episode. Every single one. Every single one of them. Jurassic Park 1, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World, Dominion, which came out as time of recording and time of release like two days two ago. Days ago. <laughs> so, go see it. This is like the first time, this is like the first time we're hot on a, hey, on a movie hey, review in a while. We're going to be doing full spoilers for all these movies. So, if you haven't seen the new one, pause right before we get to the new one, but you can listen all the way up. There's well, going to be timestamps yeah. for when we get to Jurassic World versus Jurassic Park. These are This is going to be an amazing episode, so stick around. going to be a long one. going to be a long one. Hey. And to quote my man Samuel L. Jackson from Jurassic Park 1, hold on to your butts because this is going to be a long one. Hold on to your butts. But so, before, before we get into that. Before we do that, um, we're going to go over our weekly recap mm-hmm. and, real quick, real uh, and quick. then we'll jump into it. As Jackson said, there will be timestamps in the description for when we start talking about Jurassic Park, and then when we start talking about Jurassic World um, as trilogies, not like individual mm-hmm. movies. Um, just because I know like some people might not want to listen to Jurassic Park, or you know they might only want to listen to Jurassic Park and not yep. Jurassic World because they haven't seen the new movie yet or whatever. And it'll just make it a little easier since this is a longer episode than normal because we're trying to fit talking about six movies in one episode. This is also the first episode of a... A new miniseries. We're really just kicking off miniseries here on the mm-hmm. podcast called a Revisiting Insert Franchise in Insert Year. So yes. if I didn't come up in the... I was sitting in the movie theater watching the trailer for Jurassic World Dominion like two months ago, and it just hit me. The Jurassic Park-tacular. Yes. And it just hit me, and I had to convince Jackson to change the title of this episode from Revisiting Jurassic Park in 2022 to The Jurassic Park-tacular. Yes, sir. So... Assuming we don't come up with even better titles in the future, the next revisiting episode will be like revisiting. I think the plan, the plan. is to be Pirates of the Caribbean next. 
but that could change depending on what movies we want to watch. Yeah. So, like, the next yeah. one would be revisiting <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean in 2022. So, so I'm very excited to kick this off because yeah. no, I, I like be, watching older movies. It's going to be a dope series. Um, I think but since, first, so I just want to say, I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of movie series that we forget about. Um, I think about movies that aren't always connected to big studios. So, like, I want to do movies like, you know, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. But I also want to do movies that are not necessarily, like, Disney-connected or, like, Warner Brothers fully, solely connected. So I want to do, like, John Wick. I want to do the Ocean's uh-huh. Eleven movies. No one talks about those. I want to, like, but I still want to do more things like Toy Story. So, like... Keep an eye out for this series because I think it's going to have like some really great entries. And Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean and Indiana Jones are like the next two that I mm-hmm. want to do. We yeah. might we might save Indiana Jones till next year, just because they have like the new the Indiana new Jones movie coming out. Might end yeah. up with something similar to this. Uh, based on uh, some of the sequels and reboots coming out, um, look out for a Hunger Games special. Um, oh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to make too many promises. Um, that's we... another one that would be next year because that new Hunger Games movie doesn't come uh, out till like November 2023. Before we get to weekly recap, um, Fit Check, hello. If you're watching, Fit Check, if you're got... watching the video on Spotify or YouTube, um, I just wanted to point out that we uh, we look amazing, and you cannot we look uh, fly. You cannot tell me anything, and I just hold on. I just have to. So hey yo, I just had to gotta hit. Dab I, you on know how many haters. people just clicked off with that. <laughs> Because the dab is so hey. like old and outdated. Also, <laughs> also, as someone who loves visual bits, I really shouldn't have made a podcast. No, you make a <laughs> fabulous point. Um, yeah. On that note, how has your week been? Because you know, my week's been really hectic, but I'll been, let you go first. It's been busy. I think a lot of people that I know have been out of town. We're getting to that point of the year where it's starting to uh, be like vacation season. And sorry, you, the, your little... He like got up to change like a fan or something, and your little, your little like scoot back really distracted me. I had to pretend I was seven and pretend I was a dinosaur. <laughs> like, it, it goes with the episode. A little scooty scoot. But um, I think, I think it's been a good week. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I did uh, one of my good friends, Mr. Austin. Shout out to Austin. He's probably not going to listen to this, but he was just moving away. So there was a lot of there was a lot of fun stuff this week where we got to like do some cool stuff with him and say goodbye to him. Um, he's a really cool dude. and We'll be releasing some music soon. Um, if you follow my personal Instagram, uh, I'm doing a ton of videos for him. So shout out to Austin and the idol factory. And we'll be doing some work there. Uh, so like we got to do like, I went over to his apartment and we watched like gravity falls for like two hours, which dude, gravity falls is so good. I forgot how amazing Gravity Falls is, and it made me want to finish the like, series. It's not like I've been trying to get you to watch Gravity Falls for the I've last seen two the first years. season. <laughs> I've seen the first season. And your what? point is, there's still a whole other season. Yeah, I need to watch the other season. Um, and then we got to watch Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds because that was recommended to us that day, and we we're like, let's watch a movie. And I saw Just Friends was on HBO Max. I was like, that was recommended to me literally today. So I'm going to watch it without realizing that it was a kind of inappropriate Christmas movie. So that was kind of fun. That was hilarious. It was one of those one of those things that's like, this is a really good story, but also this is kind of weird. <laughs> so 
I recommend that movie. Other than that, um, we just split an HBO Max account, so I've been watching stuff. Oh, I was gonna say, I was watching stuff on say, HBO I Max. I finally this got week. him to split the HBO Max account. Let's go. Yeah, so I've been uh, watching. It's, it's sixteen dollars. Do I look like I have sixteen dollars no, to spend? Not every month? month. No. Come on. So I've mainly just been watching. Whose line is it anyway? Um, but hey, if there if you have show recommendations on HBO Max, hit me up. I'm always looking for good things to watch. So. Here's the thing, though. Like, I really am just, like, leasing out all of my subscription services. Because, yeah. like, we're sharing an HBO Max account, and Colin and I are sharing a Crunchyroll account. So, like, I get both of these services, and I only have to pay for half of them. Um, I was, I'm really hoping Scott takes <laughs> to HBO Max, because then it goes to $5 for each of us Let's instead go. of $7. Yeah. Um. Which makes it even more worth it. Um, but brief side tangent: you mm-hmm. mentioned slightly inappropriate Christmas movies <laughs> that reminded me of the Netflix film. I don't know if it's. I think it's just Holiday. Holiday. I remember yep. telling you I watched this like two years ago. You did. To all of our younger listeners, not appropriate whatsoever. It is an R-rated. Don't watch Holiday. Definitely earns its R-rated movie. The like, nerdiest podcast, Nerdiest rating. Incorporated, does not condone the holiday. Nerdiest Media Inc. does not uh, <laughs> condone this movie in any sense of the word. But the whole premise of the movie is um, to, to PGify the meaning or the, the movie. The whole premise of the movie is like these two single people don't like being single on the holidays. So they become friends and dates for each of these holidays so they don't have to go to like a fourth of july party or a christmas Mm -hmm. party or thanksgiving or whatever by themselves and of course eventually you know they fall in love and it's this whole thing right so i bring this up because in my film class like i think it was last month they were showing us old student films yes like from like the class that we were in they were like here's a film that students before you made and the premise of one of those films Mm -hmm was friends who became friends solely for the purpose of hanging out together and not being alone on holidays. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a very, like, this feels like the Netflix movie. Like, this is the Netflix holiday. Like, wow, one of the students just ripped it off. Because even down to, like, these two characters had an incident that happened on Halloween which then resulted in them spending Thanksgiving apart but reuniting for Christmas, which is exactly what happened in the, the movie and yeah. in this short film. So I was like, this feels really like reminiscent. Like, wow. So I raised my hand after and I was like, hey, this feels like insert Netflix film. And the professor went, no, they wrote this film first. It came out in like 2015 is when they, when they filmed this short film. And the Netflix one came out in 2020. And the student was working on like adapting that 10 minute short film into a feature length movie. And he texts the professor and was very upset when he found out that Netflix had already like essentially stolen, but not stolen his script, which means either it was a really like basic idea, which it kind of is. if you Think about it or which I'm going to choose that. This is what happened. Um, He uploaded that film to YouTube or something. It blew up. enough for someone at netflix to see it and be like hey let's keep this one in our back pocket just in case we need a story idea because how could how could he sue them he didn't like copyright the story or anything (laughs) there's no case there it's just one of those things that like you'd be really frustrated about 
So that's my uh, mini mini tangent hey, good about mini that. Mini tangent. Um, we. How about your now, week? My week. <laughs> oh lord, it has been so backwards. Like I've been in class uh, four days out of the week. Um, like they're really boring. It's just editing labs, which is kind of boring um, because we're just sitting there editing, and it's editing an avid. Uh, media composer, which is something that I'm not very familiar with. I'm definitely a premiere junkie mm-hmm. myself, because uh, that's what I edit the podcast in. That's what I do all my personal editing in. Um, I love premiere. And learning Avid is definitely an uphill battle. So having to do that in class is difficult, yeah. and it's kind of boring. Um, and then outside of that, there's like work for the podcast. Like I was editing a bunch of reels this week because it was the it was the Demon Slayer episode that yes. I chose to edit all the reels for because I know how to spell characters' names and pronounce them. All right, like all right, all right. Um, but outside of that, it's just been honestly playing a lot of Fortnite. That's been my that's been my go to right now because it's so much easier. And I feel bad mm-hmm. because I bought Lego Star Wars a oh, long time ago. Yeah, whenever too. it came out, I bought it and I still have not gotten into the original trilogy like i finished episode three and i've not gone back to it in a solid like two months because i just don't have the time but when i do have time to game like my school friends are like hey do you want to hop on fortnite for a couple hours and it's just infinitely easier for me to jump on and play fortnite with them for two hours than it is to be like all right gonna sit down and just play some lego star wars like and then you have to get into it and it's this whole thing and like and i don't know i've just been having a lot more fun with fortnite Um, I think there's an really aspect of it. love what you love. And if you love Fortnite, then, like, it's a fun game. I can't blame you. Um, I've been yeah. I've been doing some of that, too. We've played a little bit together. Um, what What's interesting about LEGO Star Wars is I kind of... It wasn't until right now that I remembered that game existed. And I feel like LEGO Star Wars... Like, I feel like I can't just sit down and play LEGO Star Wars. I feel like it has to be, like an ordeal and i don't know Mm -hmm. why i can't pinpoint this exact feeling but you're right it's hard to just start playing i feel like i have to finish a level or two and like right maybe that gets better if you finish the story but like i'm not super motivated to play it which sucks because i spent money on it but i used a gift card so it wasn't a huge deal um i i did yesterday uh, i would be more motivated to play it if i did pay for it Yesterday we played Smash, and uh, I'm just gonna say, I popped off. All right, as someone who is not good at Super Smash Bros, I popped off. I won like five games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I I usually win like one when we play. I'm really bad, but like hey. I just want to point out the reason you won so many is because I was like half asleep. Yeah. Okay. For- all of those matches. If I sure. wasn't half asleep, I sure. would have won. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oink. <laughs> Oink. Sounds like you just suck. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but I'm better than you 90% of the time. Uh, yes, that is um, true. Something also, I want to bring up before... Go for, go for it. Or no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if I should keep the hat on for the whole thing. I feel That's like... a personal call. Okay. It's a good hat. If you want to keep the hat on, keep the hat on. I feel like it's just going to um, distract me. <laughs> I mean, if you keep playing with the strings, then yeah. Um, but one thing no I want to bring up before before we jump into the Jurassic mm-hmm. Parktacular here, like officially, 
is something I've been dealing with recently, which this is going to sound like, oh, no. What oh, no, are you dying? Mental, <laughs> mental health? Um, is he sick? No. Uh, well, I am sick. Sick yeah. of American cinema. Um, because I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the movies recently that I've been seeing have not been wowing me. Mm-hmm. Especially this year's movies. Like, I'm going to pull up my letterbox list real quick. I'll just of movies same. that I've watched this year and rattle them off. And, like, none of them stood out to me, which is going to sound really dumb. But the only one that stood out to me this year was Sonic. That's it. Interesting. Um, Now, my top five movies thus far this year is Sonic, Belle, the anime movie, The Inside Outtakes, uh, Death on the Nile, and The Batman. Those are the only five movies. That is my top five movies so far. And let me tell you, The Batman was good. And Death on the Nile was slightly better than The Batman, at least to me. No, it was not. And then Sonic, Sonic, Bell, and The Inside (laughs) Outtakes are three movies that genuinely blew me away this year. Obviously, The Inside Outtakes is more of a special than a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, Bell was a fresh retelling of Beauty and the Beast in an anime modern-day setting. Yeah. Blew me away. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, best video game movie I've ever seen. And obviously, I had a lot of hype going into that, so that's what contributed to that as well. I want to say two things. But then, like... I want to say two things. One, there is not a universe where Death on the Nile is better than the Batman. I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not even, like, a huge Batman fan. And I think... But I just think Death of the Nile did not hit like other people say it does. Second thing, I had to defend Sonic 2's honor this week because I was like over at a friend's house talking about movies um, and I brought up you and I was like, oh, I know someone whose like favorite movie of the year was Sonic 2. And so- someone else was like, yeah, I they're like, yeah, I saw it is it was, was kind of trash. And I'm just and I was here like, OK, so it's Sonic 2. I understand but also, it's a good movie. Like, don't right. it, don't it, hate it because it's it Sonic. A bad movie. Don't hate it because it's Sonic. But like, all right. It was a genuinely good movie. They were like, it was worse but than like, the first one, and I'm like, the first one in good what too? universe? <laughs> Come on, in what universe is that? That is Ugh. not true. In like the bajillion multiverses, that is not true. No. Um. But to continue my point, uh-huh. like, I'm looking at the movies I've seen this year, like, Doctor Strange, kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. The Atom Project, it was it was good, I guess. Unbearable Way to Massive Talent, didn't really do much for me. Chip and Dale did not, like, it was good, but didn't do much for me. Um, Jurassic World, which we'll get to later. But Uh-oh. also, <laughs> surprisingly enough, did not wow me. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw I gave it two and a half stars on Letterboxd. Like... A lot of movies this year have not really been... And, you know, obviously a movie is not meant to wow you. But Mm -hmm. when I say wow me, I mean, like, Sonic had genuinely good writing. Belle had genuinely good writing. The Inside Outtakes was really just an Inside 2, which was my number two movie last year. So it would make sense if that, you know, retained another high spot because it's just more of what was good last year. And it just feels like American cinema specifically and i'll get to why i think it's american cinema in a minute but just american cinema in general has really not been doing it for me it feels like everything now is either star wars or marvel or some big ip like top gun or jurassic world or you know we're 
Thor is about to come yeah. out. Lightyear comes out in a week, or I guess this week. And it's like, there's just nothing original or fresh. And I almost feel like I'm going to get burned because I'm going to see Lightyear on Friday. Um, and I'm genuinely like excited and hyped and I want it to be good. But I'm really concerned that I'm going to get there and it's just not going to deliver. And that's not even me putting unrealistic expectations on it. I'm like, I just want it to be good. I just want it to be a good movie. I'm not saying, oh, I need to see Buzz Lightyear and Zerg have their epic fight like they did hey in Toy Story hyper, 2 in the video game. Hyper-responsibly. Hyper-responsibly. Exactly. Stickers in the description. Hyper-responsibly. Thank you. Wow, you really had to in- uh, interrupt me for an ad plug. For I mean, ad I respect plug? Um, the grind never stops. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But, I don't know. I just feel like... Why specifically America? I, because... I really want, like, I've been really moved by Japanese, specifically, like, anime movies. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, and I watched, um, I watched, a, it's a Netflix anime movie called Bubble, which is, similarly to Belle, it is a modern anime retelling of The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not as connected to that story as Belle was, like, it follows more of the original Grimm's fairy tale. Mm-hmm story than it does you know like the disney one but even that movie for as plot flawed as it was it was still a visually gorgeous movie yeah like they did a lot of great things with the colors and with the camera movement and just the action of what they were doing because the movie is centered around parkour so there's a lot of action in that <laughs> what? movie Parkour? No. That's awesome. It sounds dumb. No, it's the one It's the one I showed you the trailer of when you were here. Oh, yeah. I just didn't yeah, expect parkour. I finally watched it. Because so, you're like, The Little Mermaid. Like, parkour also. <laughs> I know. The the plot is not the best. Uh, uh, but, like, I also rewatched Your Name with my friends mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And that was another one that, like, I didn't realize how good it was until I watched Did it I again. Like, I had you? seen it and I was like, oh, it's a good movie. But it just... It feels like Japanese anime movies, specifically for me, I know it's not for everyone, Mm -hmm. but specifically for me, it's doing something for me that American films are not. They, anime films are not afraid to go out there, whereas every American film has the, you know, stereotypical plot of, oh, well, we can't do X, Y, Z because that's bad. Um, So that's my tirade. I think... I think I'm also just burnt out from movies in general. And maybe maybe this has more to do with, like, I just watched six movies in one week. Yeah. And that's a lot. That so a lot. maybe taking a break from movies – well, seven, actually, because I watched another one yesterday. <laughs> um, but taking a break after this might be good. Um, but I also think if that doesn't change, I'll probably take a break from the movie theaters after Thor mm-hmm. comes out. Um, cause like, I want to see Lightyear. I want to see that Elvis biopic movie and then Thor. And then I think after that, I'll probably take a break from the movies a little bit. Yeah. Maybe take July off. I'm going to um, see, I'm going to see Maverick soon. Um, I've heard it's good, but I've, and I've heard it's good, but I, I re- I understand what you're saying. And looking at my 22 movie ranking, I realized, uh, I've seen 11 new movies this year. Which really doesn't feel like a lot. I feel like it's like mid June, 
and only 11 new movies that came out I actually cared to go see. And the last time I was wowed in the theater was Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And the problem, what's weird is I was pretty much the only one that was wowed by that movie. A lot of people said that, like, it was decent. But I just think, like, when comedies, not just comedies, when good comedies go to theaters, that's a big deal to me. And so I feel like we've just, and I think the biggest, I'm going to make a bold statement, and I'm going to say the biggest problem that this is caused by is money. You no, it's true. Cannot, you cannot take a risk on a movie anymore. You can't, where back in the day, that's why we don't have B-tier like comedies anymore. Not really, not a lot of them at least. Because um, you, you can't make a movie that's cheap anymore because no one wants it. And I think that's why right. a lot of people go to those A24 movies now is because they're they're so weird and they're so different. And you can make fun of them. Like, I make fun of them all the time. I realize that. But they're different and that's why they're successful. And so, like, we... Yeah. I think this is a bigger problem than just everything's a remake. It's like, do... Do people still care enough about movies to go make a good movie that isn't connected to the MCU or isn't under Disney? Yeah. And I think the answer is yes, but we're not giving them a microphone. So I'm I'm going to make a bold statement here. As a film student who is looking at the current like creative climate yep. of the the world right now, I think the American film industry is a train moving towards a blown out bridge. Yeah. And it has no sign of slowing down because when I say I'm like burnt out on movies, that also includes shows. Yeah. You're burnt out on media. Like (laughs) Kenobi, Kenobi, which we're going to talk about with genre geeks. Once it, uh, fully wraps. I just, Kenobi's not really been doing it for me. Outside of a couple scenes in every episode, it's not, like, overall, it's not been doing it for me. And I think part of what, like, what you're saying is it's the money thing. Everything has to make money. If it doesn't, you know, make money, then it was bad. So they don't put the time into making it be a good, like, Jurassic World is going to make money. Yeah. It's going to make money. And and that, that's the problem is if it makes good money... Universal will pump out a fourth Jurassic World movie, even though they should have stopped after Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Because when it makes money, it's the same thing with Transformers and Fast and the Furious and, like, all of these long-running franchises is if it makes money, they're going to churn out another one. And that is kind of why I like Japanese films so much is because they just do whatever they want. They don't need to make an impressively large budget because the Japanese audience is completely different than the American audience. They will go see whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they enjoy the Marvel stuff that, you know, is made over here and gets sent overseas. But they also (laughs) watch a lot more, like, yeah, they watch a lot more anime movies than we do. Because that's just part of their culture, Mm -hmm. at least as far as I'm aware. So they're more used to that, like, out there. Like, think about all the Studio Ghibli movies. Every single one of those is so different and colorful and, like, varied. And the story is out there. So I think, bold prediction, next five to ten years... Um, oh. the film industry is going to just tank. 
Interesting. Because people are going to start getting tired of the remake and reboot and, you know, cliche plot. And maybe some people won't pick up on it. But, like... And we're there, getting... There is... There is a decline. We're getting not there. only in the quality of movies that are made, but in how the 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 landscape of film is. And I think if this if this hits the way I think it will, it will be the death of movie theaters. I think this is yeah. This is the very like a la COVID um, when everyone's like, oh, the movie theaters are never coming back, and then they did, because we kind of just willed them back into existence. Yeah, that's facts. Um, <laughs> I think the film industry is definitely heading towards a crash, um, and it'll take the theaters with it, yeah. and it'll be streaming only. Which you also have to you also have to take this with a grain of salt and say, well, there's good movies everywhere. Like, somewhere right. I'm not saying there's, there's not good, good movies. movies. Somewhere there's a good movie. Whether it was made this year, or like there's enough movies out in the stratosphere that you can find a good one. Not to say that there's no good movies made this year. Not to say that there will never be a good movie made again. I'm just saying, because of money, these studios can make a crap film and make a billion dollars. Because yep. of its connections. And, like, that kind Look at... Kinda look sucks. at uh... Look at Multiverse of Madness. Pulled in $900 million, and it is by far not one of the best MCU movies no. they've they've churned out. So, I, I'd love to so revisit... So, what does that say? I'd love to revisit <laughs> this someday, but this We're is... We're 30 minutes in. We haven't talked about Jurassic this Park. This is <laughs> the Jurassic Park-tacular, all right? Let's talk about some old movies that are actually good. So just kidding. We're actually... only talking about... So I just we're wanna, gonna go in chronological order. I want to preface this by saying I'm fascinated by the Jurassic movies because they made one incredible movie. They made and then one five mediocre ones, and then five <laughs> pretty bad ones. <laughs> now we're gonna go. We're gonna go a lot deeper than just that. But I also I'm just fascinated by the fact that they kept trying. No other studio or franchise no other franchise i can think of is one for six they are legitimately one for six the, okay the only other franchise i can think of don't say transformers would be transformers <laughs> because you, uh, an argument could be made that they're one for six depending on who you ask mm -hmm. i think they're three for six uh, Transformers 1 and 2 were pretty good. Actually, no, that's a lie. They're 2 for 6. Transformers 2 was bad. So, that's a bad movie. It was a cool action movie, but it is a bad movie. So this is, I say 1 for 6 for Jurassic, solely based on, like, online reviews. In my personal opinion, I think they're 3 for 6. Is that a hot take? Maybe. Will we find Maybe out? Maybe a little bit. Will I we think find they're 2 out? for 6. Will we, will we, like, find out later? Check us, yeah. NBC By the time tonight we get to the seven. end of the episode, <laughs> the Nerdy's we'll Podcast on NBC. <laughs> Tune in. Let's go. We finally got a partnership. Let's go. So, um, hey guys, we can't actually talk bad about movies ever again because the studio said so. No. <laughs> every single Jurassic Park movie is a ten out of gift 10. from Steven. Ten Spielberg. out of ten. Ten um, out of ten. Ten out of ten. Five stars. I'm just kidding. So, remember when we were talking about money? Say. We sold out. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Jurassic Park by saying it is I as a filmmaker I respect what that movie did yeah I respect what that movie did it it it, it, it how do I want to phrase this 
it had a very similar effect on the film industry that like Star Wars did, mm -hmm. the way George Lucas introduced a ton of new technology. And obviously George Lucas and Steven Spielberg worked very closely on, you know, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, like all those movies. Pioneers, if you um, will. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. Steven Spielberg pioneered CGI technology with Jurassic Park. Because he wanted to put curse. dinosaurs on screen. That's something that had never really been done before outside of the stop motion or claymation or puppeteering or whatever. But in wanting to make CGI, they also made a giant freaking T-Rex head to attack a car. Yes! And they operated it to destroy a car. And that's really cool. Yeah, that's dope. That they had, like, enough gumption to actually go through and do that. And, like, I watched a behind-the-scenes video somewhere and uh every 60 seconds because they were working in the rain they had to shut down and stop filming because they would have to reset the t-rex head no because the water would get in and mess up the electronics so they had to go in fix it shoot for another 60 seconds and then go back and reset it and it was a process it was a tedious process but it turned out really good and yeah. I don't know. I really respect that. I think Jurassic Park is a genuinely good movie. It mm -hmm. has a good premise of what if we brought dinosaurs back and tried to put them in a park? What if everything went wrong? It's a very simple plot yeah. that works really well. So, and I, I, I don't want to say I see no issues with the original Jurassic Park, but we'll get to cons. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, we're going to do a pretty solid movie. So it's a pretty solid movie. I think there's no question that Jurassic Park is a good movie. I don't need to tell you that it's a good movie. What I was what I started to think about is what are movies that I consider close to perfect? What like there's there's very few movies that I will watch and say five stars. And then a week later or a month later or a year later still say yeah, five stars. Jurassic Park is a movie that I have seen two or three times now. And every time I watch it, I say five stars. And this, is it perfect by any means? No, because there's no such thing as a perfect movie. But this is maybe the closest thing I've seen to a perfect movie. Just because of, ever, it's executed at such a high quality that it's timeless they spared no expense <laughs> so i just i just want to point out like this is the storytelling in this movie is incredible the way that they're like they introduce dr grant and they're like oh he like he's this paleontologist and they introduce Laura Dern's character, they're like, eh, they kind of have a thing. They have a complicated relationship, but he's really bad with kids. And they, like, the irony in that is, like, they hammer in, he's bad with kids, and then give him the responsibility of the kids' lives. Like, that's a, that's a huge, like, character moment. And he learns through that. And, like, just the character arcs in this movie are just, like, per perfecto, perfect rainbow clip art. Like, this... It's mm, so good. And then the casting is incredible because you have, like, just defining roles. Jeff Goldblum is peak Jeff Goldblum in this movie. He really is. Sa Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. I, did you know I, okay. that? <laughs> okay, I was watching it with my mom, and he came on screen. And I was like, 
that's not Samuel L. Jackson. That's someone so else. Young. She was like, no, that's Samuel L. Jackson. And I was like, he's no, so it's not. young. It sounds like him, but that's not him. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, it is Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Whoa, that's so crazy. Just, and then it has the guy from Seinfeld, um, Newman. And then, like, um, Laura Dern is an icon. And uh, uh, uh. You uh, didn't uh, say uh. the magic word. What did I say? <laughs> you said something about Laura Dern. Oh, I don't know. Laura Dern is an icon. Being an icon? Um, Sam, I mean, that's debatable. Sam Neill is... Um, I... This is the he's only the dinosaur. Here's man. the thing: I've only seen him in Jurassic Park, but he's so Same. cool. He's so cool. He does such a good job. This is perfect casting in this movie. And never forget that Sam Neill is in three out of the six Jurassic Park movies. Never forget. I also I think child actors drive me crazy because I'm like, what are you doing? You're eight years old. Why are you on this set? The child actors in Jurassic Park are phenomenal. I cannot no. believe how good they no. are. What? That's one of my cons for are Jurassic you Park. We'll get to it, but that's one of my cons. No, yeah. they're great. I don't know what you're okay, talking actually, about. Okay, actually, scratch that. Tim is good. The other one, I don't the even gr- know her you name. You think the girl is bad? Is annoying, is annoying beyond all belief. Well, that's because her she's a little girl. Because her overreaction. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't use the she's a little girl argument but she is her overreaction to every single thing that happens in this movie and her in, uh, inability to, to follow simple directions that's a character and, or thing. have any <laughs> any common sense whatsoever which i what this is that is my with con- the acting though <laughs> i'm gonna point out my con for the entire jurassic park franchise here the lack of of common sense mm-hmm. in anyone in any of these movies. Like, let's use the T-Rex attacking the car example. What if I showed the if light? If T-Rex <laughs> is attacking your car, why would you shine a light in its eye? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen when you shine a light in its eye? Or in Jurassic Park 2, what do you think is going to happen when you take a crying T-Rex who is crying for its adult parents back to your van what do you think is gonna happen like is this is this like a kid's show where i'm like all the way through they're gonna die correct (laughs) i wish they uh, loki one of my notes um in for jurassic park one is i would let the t-rex kill the kids in the car (laughs) because they kind of deserve it well actually no, no 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 sorry tim doesn't deserve it he did everything right he was just a curious kid he Everything that happened to him was so unjustified. But the sister, nah. Dude. She can get eaten by the T-Rex. For all I care. That's she deserved sick. it. I hate that. She deserved it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think, That's all I'm so, saying. Um, ah, it's weird because I want to talk about overarching themes of every movie. But I'm also like, stay on the first one. So. Yeah, we got we to gotta go one by one here. So this is. Uh, so Jurassic Park is so much more. And this is, I think. We're going to get into this, but I think this is a big problem with all of the other movies, literally all of them, is Jurassic Park is so much more than dinosaur eats people. In the same way that The Hunger Games is so much more than people kill each other. The, yeah. Like, if you if you boil down, like, The Hunger Games to um, people in an arena killing each other, you're missing the best part of The Hunger Games. 
which is I don't want to say the political discourse is the best part, but there's so much more to it than like the whole story is just so much more than that. Where Jurassic Park, like it's paced so well where you're slowly like getting more of these like dinosaurs and so much more of these magnificent creatures that like just the word, the most accurate word I've seen to describe this movie is it's full of wonder where it's just so magical, full of wonder where you're like, what's that? Like, it's just, it's all coming together. But then it like, it's so sick because it just slowly turns into like your worst nightmare. But dinosaurs are so cool. And it's just like, I think Jurassic Park really did a great job in taking its time to get to that dinosaur chomp chomp moment of like, because if they went right out of the gate, like dinosaurs killing people, I don't think this would be as revered of a movie as it is. Because they no, took they took their time to set up their characters, set up the plot that makes sense, by the way. The plot makes sense. It's a good plot. It's a great concept. And it's executed magnificently. And I think we're going to be talking about Jurassic Park until the end of time. I solely yep, no, believe definitely. that. It is the definition of a blockbuster. One thing I want to note about the first Jurassic Park before we move on, because mm-hmm. this is the last thing I have to say, is this movie is a lot scarier than I remember it being. Yeah. And for all of its flaws, Jurassic Park 2, which I don't know whose idea it was to call it the Lost World Jurassic Park instead of just Jurassic Park 2, because then they went back and called the third one Jurassic Park 3. So I don't know who was in charge of naming conventions, um, yeah. but you should check your heart and <laughs> maybe reconsider. Um, About to check your heart. <laughs> for all its flaws, Jurassic Park 2 is another really scary movie. And I think part of what lends to the movie being so scary is that you, you know that that giant T-Rex head was in front of those actors. Yeah. And you know those are their genuine reactions to a giant, like, 60-foot T-Rex head being in front of them. Yep. And it really sells how scary it is. Which, I mean, Jurassic World is not that scary because they're all CGI dinosaurs. And you know, oh, they're not really there. The actors are miming to what they, is supposed to they be They also there. don't really push the CGI scary. works. They're not pushing the right. scary in the Jurassic World movies as much. Which These movies? We're also going to get into that. <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying. Um... Screaming, crying, that's up. that's the '90s for you. That's the '90s, so, baby. This is a PG-13 movie. I'm satisfied to move on. <laughs> I'm satisfied to move on to Jurassic Park Two. Trying to think of anything. Yeah, uh, it's there's not a lot to say because it's perfect. <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. No. Jurassic Park Two, on the other hand, except except when you're talking about the poor little girl, you destroyed her. <laughs> Listen, I'll die on the hill that she deserved to get eaten. No, I'm just saying. That's, That's my opinion. Listen, listen. No! My opinion, and I was very I was very open with my friends about this. If you're being stupid in a Jurassic Park movie, I will let you die. They were no, all no being con- stupid. No hesitation. No hesitation. No. No. Because when the T-Rex attacked the car, Alan Grant was like, don't move. And what was yeah. the first thing she wanted to do? Move. It's like, okay, this thing's about to bite your face off. Maybe listen to the person who... Knows a little bit mm-hmm. about dinosaurs. Can we, do, can we do pro He's cons? The dinosaur man. Can we do pro cons? Pro cons for Jurassic Park 2. Pro, Jeff Goldblum is in it. That is it. It's the only redeeming quality of that. Actually, no. 
in a complete 180 of my opinion mm-hmm. of the first Jurassic Park movie, the only genuinely smart person in Jurassic Park 2 is Ian Malcolm's daughter. Mm-hmm. Only smart person in the entire movie. I see nothing but facts. Even smarter than Jeff Goldblum. Actually, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> Ian Malcolm and his daughter are the only people with brain cells in Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. That is it. Those are the only pros of the movie. That is all. Yeah. And dinosaurs eating each other. That's it. That's all I have to say. I think Good Jurassic, Park Jurassic Park 2 Park. is fun to watch as a bad movie. In the same way that I watch... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I have a point about this. So I think... I don't know. I think it's fun to watch as a bad movie just because the logic and the physics are so flawed. Just because the way... There's a scene in that movie where they're dangling on a rope in like a van. Oh. For and the scene is like 15 minutes long. They're like holding on to this rope for what feels like an yeah. eternity. And I'm like, That's guys, unrealistic. there's no way that you would still be alive right now. And it's like pouring rain and they're like a disaster and there's like dinosaurs everywhere, which I do like that there's a lot of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park 2. That's a pro. Pro is there's a lot of dinosaurs. Con, it's a stupid movie with a stupid plot that makes no sense. And That is true. It's a bad movie, but I also think, I this is going to sound weird, pro, people die. Because when characters die and it's justified, it raises the stakes. Granted, yeah. I never, I didn't think that any of the main characters were going to die, but... Honestly, no, main characters don't die in Jurassic Park. But movies. honestly, like matter. I, if like Vince Vaughn's uh, photographer character died, I would have been like, whoa, like he could have died too. He I was... will say, I will say something that I noticed in watching the original three Jurassic Park movies, and unfortunately, this mindset carried over into Jurassic World but was not fulfilled, is in all three of the Jurassic Park movies. There is a token black character who gets eaten by a dinosaur mm. in every single movie. And it's incredibly sad because they because from the moment they step on screen, <laughs> except for Samuel L. Jackson, the moment they step on screen, you're like, he's going to die. <laughs> and I feel bad because I get to Jurassic Ooh. World, right? And there's a, a Chris Pratt's friend. Uh, with the raptors and yeah, he's like guy. he's stuck in the log and i'm like oh he's oh, gonna yeah. die and then he didn't die and i was like oh that's right he didn't have a reason to die so he didn't have to die that's hilarious i yeah and they did the same in jurassic world too and i'm like oh thank god Let's you be, finally fixed this dog all these movies are the same this is this is no this, <laughs> this is six of the same movie but only one of them worked um so the easiest way to describe it is um Every single Jurassic Park movie is a Honda Civic, but it's like a newer edition of the Honda Civic. It it it's not a very good car. Like the first one was cool and good because it was original and it was the first time we had ever seen a Honda Civic before. But every Honda Civic after that is just like, well, yeah, it's a Honda Civic. What, yeah, do, you what do you expect? Like it, it gets the not job. Not that done. great. It gets the job. Yeah, done. it works. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> the best analogy I've. Come and up interesting. With. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's hilarious. I love that so much. I want to talk that's, about that's a clip right Jurassic there. Jurassic Park Two. Somebody clip this Twitch chat, um, <laughs> guys. Can we get a Twitch clip? <laughs> so I want to um, talk about Jurassic Park Two and how there's no story and it's just. 
Dinosaur Chomp Chomp. And I'm really surprised Steven Spielberg made this movie because it does not, like, it feels like a Jurassic Park movie, of course. But it is so poorly made that I'm shocked that he signed off on this. Like, this, this is one of those, this is one of the Jurassic Park movies that didn't take into consideration anything but dinosaurs should eat people and that's what makes it good. Because that's not what makes yeah. it good. That's not, that's don't only forget, an aspect. Don't forget about the T-Rex. Don't forget about the T-Rex who shoved a bus into a blockbuster. Yeah. That was so dated oh with seeing the blockbuster. I was like, uh, whoa. Uh, Which was funny. I had watched an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine the day before. And uh, Andy Samberg made a joke. He got a blockbuster card. And he was like, what happened to blockbuster video? <laughs> and then the next day I watch it and the bus goes into like, That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, it got destroyed. I just, just want to say the dumbest, I think the dumbest moment of Jurassic movies as a whole is in Jurassic Park 2 when Ian Malcolm's daughter is like casually mentioned at the very beginning that she was cut from the gymnastics team and it's just kind of a side comment and then later in the movie she jumps up on a bar does like three flips on it and then just like kicks this t-rex in the face and it was so incredibly it was a velociraptor it was a velociraptor all right that's fine sorry yeah don't get those and then jeff goldblum did his whole like you were cut from the team and then they ran away and it was so incredibly corny that i was just like guys i can't do this anymore like (laughs) guys i i I, like i watched this movie in two sittings because it was too painful (laughs) it's like i did too i I watched the first half in class guys i can't watch the second half after class i was like i can't like guys this movie is so bad guys i can't do this anymore (laughs) uh so any final thoughts for jurassic park 2 i think jurassic park 2 i i really like the the kid in this one because she has a brain yeah because like when the t-rex is coming like in the like when they bring the baby t-rex into the van Mm -hmm. which is an incredibly irresponsible thing to do in the first place right because his girlfriend or whatever Mm -hmm. is so hypocritical because she goes and she's like well i don't want to interact with the dinosaurs i don't want to disrupt their natural habitat or whatever also makes a splint for a baby (laughs) t-rex's broken leg yeah. Um, that's not okay. Um, but when they bring in the T-Rex, the daughter's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be in yeah. here. I want to go somewhere else. Which is big brain. the smart thing to do. Yeah. Because she's using the logic center of her brain and being like, hmm, maybe this is not a place I want to be. Which is then validated when the T-Rex comes and attacks the freaking van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, whoa that's crazy uh, uh i also think that the the second movie did a better job with the kids than the than the third one which i also want to say yeah. why on earth is the most consistent theme in all these movies endangered children there's I'm a kid a in danger in every single i'm movie. not a fan of that guys um <laughs> in the first one it's the grandkids in the second one it's the daughter in the third one it's the son of the mm-hmm. couple in jurassic world it's the nephews in Jurassic World two, it's the it's the girl, it's the girl Maisie, and then in Jurassic World Dominion, it's also her. So it's all there's always a kid. 
at the same. Which makes I don't know why. I don't understand. It's weird, no. and I think it's just to up the stakes. But I also know that like the kid's gonna survive. You're not gonna kill the kid. Um, but I think they the girl in Jurassic Park Two is a lot better than the boy from Jurassic Park Three because the that's and true. We're about to transition into three, but I mean I have one more thing to say. Okay, the boy in three about was like I'm. He's like oh. I landed in this jungle on this island with dinosaurs. I can survive here for three weeks on my own. Uh, what? Correction, it was eight weeks. Yeah, it which was is even more unrealistic. Kid just, like, lives here for eight weeks and he's fine. No, the girl he should have been. Dead. The girl in Jurassic Park Two was like the second she got there and like saw dinosaurs, she was like, "No, I want to leave. Like, get me the freak like, out of here." Which is here. so much better than the kid when like Tiny Rambo in. Jurassic Park 3. Bullcrap. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so, one thing I want to say before we transition to Jurassic Park 3 is Ian Malcolm really gets gaslit in Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. And everyone just seems to invalidate the fact that he was there on Isla Nublar for Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, because, like, he goes and meets with John Hammond and he's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. The second, like, it's fine. These dinosaurs are going to kill you. And he's like, Hello, I was there. I know uh, hello? that they're uh, gonna kill uh, uh, me. I like was, I was there. Uh, 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 John, 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 I was John, there. You know, John, I you're it. telling me I, I was there. I was he on also. The <laughs> this is the. I wrote down this note. Ian Malcolm is simultaneously the comedic relief and the only voice of reason. Thank you. Ever throughout any yeah. of these movies. Yeah. Because he says we have what what well, we have this genetic power, but should we use it? And yeah. it's like no, we shouldn't. The, like. like we, we we were so busy trying to trying trying to figure out if we could that we we didn't we didn't stop to consider if if we should if we should <laughs> if we should and it's like no that's a no, genuine yeah, like that's a genuine he's question. the only voice of reason yeah. ever yeah. in any of these movies and I I don't know Alan Grant is kind of he's like oh mm-hmm. well maybe we shouldn't bring dinosaurs back um but I don't know he just, he just gets really gaslit in this movie by a lot of people yeah. even uh, though he's like. Maybe we shouldn't go mess with the dinosaurs, like, and then he's like, "Well, hey maybe guys. we shouldn't bring them to the mainland." That was part of the. Yeah. That was part of the. The good part of it, about it being on an island is at least if they break out, they're not going to wreak havoc across the continental United States. Yeah, I think. Like, I geez. think it's so dumb. I think. Well, here's what I'll say. I really like him as a main character. I think he's a really good main character. I wish this movie was better because is not great but i think he works as a main character and i like that yeah also vince vaughn is in this movie why like i figured he'd have better things to do but that's whatever um no yeah that's jurassic park 2 not jurassic park 3 not a good movie um jurassic park i'm gonna ask do you think jurassic park 3 is the worst out of the three Yes, I think it. I think it I is. think it is. This isn't even it's also, fun to watch as a bad movie. This is just a bad. I movie. I should point out it's also the shortest of the three. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, you're right. It's like an hour and a half. So here's what's dumb. This movie feels way too long. Jurassic Park three feels like an eternity, which is awful because it's ninety minutes long. And you want to know why it feels that way? Because there's no first act. There's no first act. It's essentially a prequel, and then we're right onto the island, and then everything takes place on the island. And it feels like it takes an eternity because, like, we're on this island for the whole movie. 
It's like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. So Jurassic Park 2 is 129 minutes. Jurassic Park 3 is 92 minutes. Like, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel for that minute. And at least something occasionally happened in Jurassic Park 2. Like, this one is just straight up boring. And the first note I made for Jurassic Park 3 is literally just in all caps, hot garbage. So... <laughs> yeah. I, I need a supercut of that movie cut out every time the wife screams. Or, like, those YouTube compilations, like, every time the wife screams, it speeds up by 0.5%. Yeah. I think that would probably shave the movie down to five minutes. Yeah. That was my least favorite part of this movie is like in a very similar vein to the granddaughter from the first movie, this wife just screamed at everything. She did. And it's like, it's one thing if like it's the first time you see a dinosaur or when she got legitimately jump scared by the the body in the, or yeah. the corpse in the, in the chair or whatever. Yeah. That That's fine. But it's like, Every time something happened, she just had to scream at the top of her lungs for no good reason whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm just like, Doug, the couple in this, the couple, why, 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 the couple in Jurassic Park. I like the husband more than the the wife. The couple in Jurassic Park 3 is insufferable. They are the worst. They, I hate them. I hate them. (laughs) They... And honestly, Dr. Grant should not have ever gone back there. And I think it's really no. out of character for him to go back. And I really hate the way that they just threw money at it and said, well, if they can fund the research, then like he'll go and like risk his life again. Well, I'm like, I mean, here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. One, that's how they got him in the first movie. Yeah. So it's uncreative. They duped him money. <laughs> and well, also, that would show that he had no character development whatsoever. Yeah. Because he would just go back for the money. So I see what you're saying. But two, they they kind of duped him, though. Yeah. Because they they took him into it allu- alluding to that it was just going to be a flyover. And he was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, whatever. If it's just a flyover, you want me to point some stuff out because I was there. Yeah. Like, whatever, that's fine. So not only – well, no, you're right. The, 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 the couple in this movie is the worst because not only do they dupe him about it just being a flyover – but they took him to an entirely different island. Yeah. That was not the one that he went to. Yeah. And apparently they didn't know that. Because I guess it's not common because knowledge. Because they're so that there dumb. They're so dumb. I can't. I don't know why it's not common knowledge that they had two islands, though, because that was the entire premise of the second movie. I'm saying. Was making it public that there was a second <sighs> island where they created all the dinosaurs and then shipped them off to the main island. And which big brain, honestly. Yeah. Hey. What if we like Moved them. <laughs> what, yeah, if what if we, we took didn't, bikini like, what if we didn't make them on the main island? pushed it somewhere else. I think that the an interesting point, I watched in a video essay on YouTube about this last night, is um, the a huge point in the original Jurassic Park was about family. And, like, the connections. Like, everyone had to band together and be this team to, like, all be, all survive. And the third one tried to hit on that and be like, this couple, they're divorced, but they could get back together. They have to join forces for to save their son. But also, they were introduced in this movie. I have no idea who they are. They are not, they've given like very little about themselves. I know their characters are so thin. I don't care. 
and they're thinner than a piece of paper thinner than a piece of paper and i think that the original jurassic worlds was so or jurassic park was so insistent was big on that team aspect and like that family but it wasn't a blood family it was like a found family like everyone had to come together from all these locks of life and like survive where when it's an interesting concept to throw in these people that have a history and don't work super well together, but also that's crap. They work great together. Like they yeah. they're fine. Nothing bad happens. They're like they're fine. Like what Yeah. What's happening? This movie sucks. <laughs> also, another thing, I've never gotten over this since I was a kid. The way the T-Rex is just absolutely done disgusting in this movie. Yeah. Like, excuse me, no. Mm -hmm. The T-Rex is like, the the T-Rex is the lion of dinosaurs. Like, he is the king of the dinosaurs. That's the whole, like, everyone sets that up as the T-Rex. Even though he's not the biggest or the strongest, he is the the king of the dinosaurs. And then the Spinosaurus just cracks his neck. And I'm like, excuse me, no. You don't get to do the T-Rex dirty like that. No. Absolutely not. So, I never I've never like oh that since I was like 8. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I I've still seen maintain this movie. it to this day. This is the first time I've seen this movie and I'm just like I don't I don't do this. The whole the the whole divorce couple romance story is so dumb. All the characters are two dimensional. It feels way it too long. It felt really forced too. Yeah. Like because they obviously killed off the the boyfriend or the stepdad or whatever he is. Yeah. So that the parents could get back together. And, and I it also just think... felt like it would have been a lot more convincing if it was just, like they were just still married yeah. looking for their son. Also, I will never accept the excuse that you went to the army or the government or whatever and they didn't look. That's not how missing persons reports no. work. If you said my son went missing on an island filled with dinosaurs, I feel like the government would react a little better than they did in this movie. Because uh, apparently all it took was a call from Ellie Sattler to get the freaking Navy on the island looking oh, for Alan legit. Grant. What what is that garbage? <laughs> but the Navy can't show up to look for this kid? Really? Yeah, legit. Like but it it's like um it's so stupid cuz if they were just honest with Dr. Grant and been like, "Yo, you know about these dinosaurs and our son is out there. Like, can you send someone to go get them? Why did they feel like that they had to go do it? They did it. They were not qualified to do that. That's the plot of the movie. No. And also, we haven't even brought up that Dr. Grant brought his idiot college student with him. Like, that was so dumb. He, did, he quote, didn't want to be alone didn't with these people. Be, oh <laughs> gosh. Which is fair, and that's a hilarious line. But I also think, like... That guy was an idiot. I cannot stand I that guy. I would not have gone. He no, me neither. Me neither. But I would not go to a dinosaur-infested island. That's <coughs> a terrible so, idea. Pro. I have a pro about this movie. Believe it or you not. Do? So there was a quote in this movie that hit <gasps> kind of hard for me. Oh, I think I know exactly what quote you're talking so, about because I tweeted it on Twitter. So tweeted it on Twitter. So. I think the only good line in this movie that really stood out to me was when they're talking about, I think his name is Billy, who survives, by the way, also stupid, but should have died. they're talking about Billy where he was like, he was like, the last thing I said to Billy was like, you're just as bad as the rest of them. 
And he's like, when he wasn't oh, we're talking about different quotes. No, I, I'm gonna get there. Or he was like, you. He's like, he wasn't. He wasn't as bad as the rest of them. He was just young. And he was the the quote that stood out to me. He said, "There's a difference between astronomers and astronauts, because astronomers look at the stars and think about the stars and talk about the stars and study the stars, and an astronaut goes to the moon." And yeah, that is the only insightful thing that they say throughout this movie. Because I've been I've been thinking about this a long time about like content creators and how there's you can talk about doing video or podcasts or you can talk about doing photography or art and you can think about it and study it but really you need to do it like if you want to be a filmmaker go make a movie that's the best learning experience you can have like i i learned some things about podcasts from research but it wasn't until it took us two years to figure out how to get under an hour consistently. Like we did that from experience. And so that, that hit hard for me because that was a thought I had like been thinking. And I talked to you about this while I was at your house um, a couple months ago about like, there's two different kinds of people, creative people. And I think like that really just honed that in for me was there's a difference between astronomers and astronauts. And I, I think that's great. Um, this is a garbage movie, but that's a great quote. So there you go. Did you put that on Hold Twitter? On. Is that I'm what trying, it was? I'm trying to find the quote. Okay, so my favorite quote from Jurassic Park 3. I think it's my favorite quote of the trilogy, honestly, because it's one, it's a point that is never really brought up until this movie. Okay. The wife, the only competent thing she says throughout the entire movie is, quote, this is how you make dinosaurs? And Alan Grant responds and says, no, this is how you play God. Which, that, it's never addressed that way. Yeah. But even in the first movie, Ian Malcolm is like, he talks about how dinosaurs are extinct for a reason. Mm -hmm. If they were meant to be here, they would still be here. It's not some whack coincidence that an asteroid hit the planet and they're all dead. Like, if they were still supposed to be here, they would be here. It's not our right to resurrect this extinct species just so that we can look at them and go, ooh, and ah, in a cage. So that line really solidifies that point because it just just nail on the head or nail in the coffin of, no, this is not science. You are playing God by bringing back animals that are supposed to be dead. And I really appreciated that line. It's the only good line throughout the entire movie. So there's Aside two from good the lines. So there's two good lines. About. <laughs> there's only there's a well, there's a handful. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple good lines. Yeah, that's there's really that's really lines. interesting. That's kind of that's kind of Jurassic Park in a nutshell. Is like we played God when we were not supposed to. That's yeah. That's which is a theme. Which is a theme that is further reinforced in Jurassic World. Oh, absolutely. I and I think it's. As we transition, I'm going to say that's that theory is more modernized and it's kind of cool. But and it's kind of scary. Here's my it's kind of whoa. We live in a society. So, uh, I just <laughs> uh, We live in a society. <laughs> I think so here's here's my final question. Do you have anything else about Jurassic Park 3? No, please we let kinda, it go. We kind of we kind of it's just 
It sucks. Don't. I want to tear apart a whole new generation of movies. I have so much to say about the Jurassic World movies. Gosh, sorry. Um, yeah, don't don't watch Jurassic World three or Jurassic Park. I'm sorry. The only one that's worth watching is Jurassic Park. That's it. (laughs) So here's my here's what I'll say to wrap this up. If Jurassic Park could be real, do you think we would do it? No. Well, here's the thing. We make movies like Jurassic Park and The Terminator and all of these, like, old movies that predict apocalyptic things, right? And we're like, oh, like in Jurassic Park, we acknowledge maybe we shouldn't make dinosaurs because what if they broke out and started eating people? That's that's my biggest gripe Mm -hmm. with, like, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World is we don't have, like, we have tranquilizers, but we don't have guns to kill dinosaurs. That's the problem is if you're going to make something that has the potential to wreak havoc you need to have something equal that can take out that threat so if dinosaurs become a threat in continental u.s we should have guns or something that can go through their skin and kill them destruct (laughs) button right we need something to keep this from being an issue is it a little inhumane yes but they're dinosaurs they're not supposed to be here anyway that's the problem that's the that's the plot of the movie (laughs) but but here's what i will say is we make these movies like Jurassic Park and Jurassic War or and the Terminator, and we say we shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. but I know we're gonna do it anyway because yeah. we make movies like the Terminator, and we're like, we shouldn't make AI. What if the AI rises up to kill us? And then Elon Musk is like, so AI, everybody, it's gonna be self-functioning by 2030. And I'm like, hello, hello, have you seen the Terminator? Yeah. It's- or they're like, well. Jurassic, uh, there was some headline that was like, Jurassic Park will be real by 2025. Yeah. And someone retweeted it and was like, oh, three more years to go. And I'm like, <laughs> or maybe we don't. Yeah. Because there's six movies about these things breaking how out. How bad and of an idea us. that is? <laughs> I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe, fiction. Mm-hmm. So it's fiction, but it's a cautionary tale. It it's really peak, is. Peak fiction. But I also, I also think, I don't. I don't know if we're ever going the same way that I don't think we'll ever be able to truly do time travel because that would make us God and we can never well, be Well, time God. travel is technically real. Are you talking about time like travel time change? In a, <laughs> in a technical sense is real because it can be 702 here and then I can take a flight to Arizona and by the time I get there, it will. I'll get to live through seven oh two again. So on paper, time travel is real, <laughs> but the fanatical sci-fi definition of time travel, no, will no. not be real. I don't think. I think, you know, the, God will never let us be God. Like that's just not. No, that's not anything. Like humans are like literally not capable of that, and so I don't think it's something to worry about. But we also have to have these conversations about technology and AI and science and like, at what point are we advancing and then we're just hurting ourselves? So I think these... I do have a point to bring up about that when we talk about Fallen Kingdom because mm-hmm. uh, it's just something I I noticed while I was watching it Fascinating. Um, that that relates to the whole God will not let us be God type thing. I want to come back to that. Um, yeah. So, so I also I also have a something like that about jurassic world dominion but i'll get into that. okay we'll get into that to it so um i guess are we wrapped up on jurassic park then 
I think we are. We can put this franchise to bed, just like we should kill all the dinosaurs. You know what? Jurassic Park, I think it's time for you to go to sleep. You've had a long day, sweetie. Tranquilizer gun. Tranquilizer gun. I was going more the route of, hey, you need some rest, but you went into the tranquilizer gun route. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, there it's are always two, in the neck. It's just... There oh. are two wolves inside you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think all the dinosaurs should be killed. I don't think they should still be here, but... <laughs> okay, no. If final, we're going to put them to sleep, we're going to... Tranquilizer. Final thought. Why is it a debate? Should we keep the dinosaurs? Should we kill them? Yeah, no. Kill them! <laughs> What's debate? wrong with you? <laughs> I feel like even in like in like two and three, they are like environmentalists to a fault. Like, dog, no. you're gonna cause our extinction. <laughs> dog. Get her right, out of here. There's a line. There's a line in Fallen Kingdom where uh Ian Malcolm is doing his little speech at the end yeah. and he's like if we're not careful, like uh, they were here before us, and if we're not careful, they'll be they're going to be us. here after us. <laughs> All right, so and it's like, nah, dog, he got a point. No, right, no, he's he's spitting facts, though. He's spitting facts. She. All right, we're gonna take Sh- a quick Jeff break, Goldman. and then we'll be right back to talk about hear the words from our sponsor, us. Do, 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 do. Hi, thank you for following the Nerdiest Podcast. If you love what we do here on the podcast, and you wanna. You know, see more of our stuff. You can check us out on the social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast. We do great things on the on the. Oh, geez, um, I'm totally a professional ad reader. Um, we do great things on the Instagram, like Fan mm-hmm. Friday every Friday, where I ask you guys a question, like to get prepared for this episode. We did what's the best Jurassic Park slash World movie? Um, so you guys, if you want to, you know, engage with the content, you can do that. Or if you want to see some videos and clips from the episode, you can check us out on TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast. I put some great original content there. Like I did a video this week about how Star Wars might be running into the MCU trap of burnout. I don't know. You want to see the full video? You can go check us out on TikTok. Um, you can also, I'm going to plug the the Spotify description. will usually have a question or a poll. I'll probably do a poll for this uh, Jurassic Park episode just to see what's your favorite or, um, you know, what you think the best one is. Um, what's the worst one? Go from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, depends on you. What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> dinosaur? Do you guys have a favorite um, dinosaur? <laughs> mine is the, the Velociraptor. Uh, I'm more of a Stixosaurus kind of guy, but okay. That's kind of cringe. <laughs> so yeah, you can, uh, you can engage with us on the social platforms just like that it's that simple you can check the link in the description you'll have all of the all of the links there so it's just one tap away i'm so sorry jackson died while trying to read his part I'm so of the sorry. ad um, you gotta hurry up we also you can also uh you can also buy our stickers we officially have podcast merch the nerdies podcast sticker we have three designs we have the text logo we have the square logo and we have the Hype Responsibly stickers. Um, our amazing sticker partner, Hannah, is an amazing, amazing human being. Uh, she makes really good quality stickers right from her home and ships them out. And they're really good quality. Um, we have some, we already have some friends buying stickers and tagging us on Instagram. And I can't thank you enough for buying the stickers. Um, it supports the show. All of the funds go right back into the show to make it better. So we already, you can already see quality upgrades. I just like kind of changed up my whole setup and I'm really liking it so far. 
Um, so go buy stickers. It supports us. It supports the show. Um, tag us on Instagram at the nerdiest podcast. When you buy them, let us know where you're putting them. We want to see them. I think hopefully we can do a giveaway soon, but I'm not going to make any promises, but Hey, follow on Instagram and TikTok so we can, so you can see when new things are coming out. We always announce episodes in advance. Uh, buy stickers at $3 each. Thank you for listening to this ad read. Now, back to back back to the show. Even back though it's to just the like, Jurassic Park. Hold on, we gotta we gotta pretend. Okay, back to the Jurassic Parktacular. And now we're gonna pretend like there's a cut here, like we did it. Oh man, dissolved transition. Welcome back to the hey Jurassic Parktacular. It wouldn't. We finally be... get to trash on man. Trash on some modern cinema. <laughs> It's going to be difficult because my man Chris Pratt is in all three mm, of these movies. I love my man Chris. And that's the problem is I want to like them because he's in it, but I, I simply cannot so, like them. I just want to say that... Any of them. It it would not be the Jurassic Parktacular without an elaborate wardrobe change. So, if you... I'm just... We sh- you sh- give me a second. While I- <laughs> oh, he's flexing the Jurassic Park shirt. Anyway. Um, I did not want to spend money on a Jurassic Park shirt, so I didn't. Let me tilt so you can see. Yeah, got to flex on him. Wow, Here we what go. a nerd. Yeah, loser. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yeah, what a loser. Well, you're right. So, Jurassic <laughs> right. World as a movie. That's why I started a podcast. <laughs> hey. If you're a loser, you do things. If you're cool, you do things, those same things, but on a podcast. So, yeah. If you do nothing but watch movies, you're lame. But if you have a podcast about it, (laughs) no, that's not true. Um, But Jurassic World, how do we feel? It's a movie. How do we feel? It's a movie. It's a movie that exists. (sighs) Don't lie to me. The coolest parts of that movie is everything with Chris Pratt and the Raptors, and then when the T-Rex fights the Indominus Rex in the end. So... Really, the only cool parts about the movie. Um... You know, I have... This is... The second half of this episode is gonna be a little spicy. Because here's the thing. yeah, that's right. Here's the thing. (laughs) I really love these movies. I think Jurassic Uh, World... What?! I what? think these are hold good on. movies. That, no, 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 no. Hold, so, clarify. hold on, hold on. Let me clarify. Clarify. Let me Don't clarify. Don't mislead the audience. I'm not gonna say that they're great movies, but also, I like to watch Pacific Rim. That's not a cinematic masterpiece, oh but gosh. also giant robots. So, is it bad that I forgot Pacific Rim was a franchise no. until like two seconds ago when you mentioned it? <laughs> It's a franchise of two. All right. (laughs) Um, They are two for two, I think. So Jurassic World, if you watch it with the with the view of the same way you watch a movie like Transformers, where it's like, yeah, I know it's a bad idea where the the first Jurassic Park is like, oh, is this a bad idea? Like dinosaurs and Jurassic World is like, yeah, it's a bad idea. Watch everyone get eaten by dinosaurs. But we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> That's sick. No. <laughs> Jurassic World is like, is it a bad idea? Oh, absolutely. But we're gonna do it but anyway. We're gonna because do consequences, it anyway. They don't exist. Never heard of them. So I think consequences. Jurassic World has a kind of weak story. I don't like her nephews in the movie. I think the stakes are kind of low. Um, 
when it comes to the nephews specifically i think the nephews don't really show a lot of fear they just they're just kind of like hey look a jeep hey remember when we fixed granddad's malibu let's fix the jeep all right we're out of here let's go so like i Damn, thought that didn't you fail your driver's test yeah legit only the driving part the dri- <laughs> they thought they were super slick with that line they're like all the writers and the writers were like, oh my gosh. Guys, that's gold. Best line of the movie. Guys, no, that, that's a this banger. Is, this we gotta is a leave consistent that one in thing. This is a consistent thing. Jurassic World does these one-liners that they think are so cool, and they're not. They are they're not. so bad. They're not. It's like, they're like, oh, they're talking about their new dinosaur. And they're like, oh, when is she When is she going to be here? They're like, oh, she's already here. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> the frick Whoa. there's an episode of whose lines whose line is it anyway where one of their scenes from a hat is like unlikely things to say in a soap opera before a commercial break and he just goes what's for dinner and then it's like super dramatic and that's the only thing i can think of during those lines bum, bum. is the, so it it's painful but it's really well directed they're are some really sick shots in that movie. There's some beautiful. I'll give you that. There's some real cinematography in Jurassic World, and while the characters are kind of annoying, they're not great. But I also think, and there's there's a lot of plot conveniences in Jurassic World. It all just kind of lines up because it needs to. But I also think that if you just want. A cool movie that makes you feel like a kid smashing dinosaur toys together. Jurassic World is what you watch. It is one of those just really cool movies where there's enough epic moments to make me go, that's so cool, to keep my attention. And honestly, Mm -hmm. a take that I heard this week that I solely wholeheartedly agree with is if something is bad... Let it not be boring. The only thing worse than bad is boring. And Jurassic World is not boring. It's not great if you, like, dissect it by, like, characters and story and plot and, like, all this. But if you just turn off your brain and go, haha, dinosaur eat people, it's hilarious. What a good movie. That's what I'm gonna say. And I have more hot takes about the other movies, but... I, that's my defense for Jurassic World. It's not meant to be a good movie. So I'm going to counter basically everything you said. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, just one thing where you said it doesn't like the stakes are kind of low. Mm-hmm. I would argue the stakes are higher because it's difficult because it feels like these people have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Which, first of all. How do you not have some kind of emergency evacuation plan in place? For a dinosaur Did you not park. see Jurassic Park? Hello? Like, what if we needed to get all these people off the island immediately? Are you telling me, like, I don't know. It just seemed yeah. really weird that it was like, there was a there was a time limit. There was a panic. On <laughs> when, like, oh, well, they'll be here in the morning. And it's like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> no, that's not how this works. You created um, another dinosaur. So yeah, it just park. felt it felt a little scarier. Not scarier, but like the stakes felt a little higher because all of these people had nowhere to go. They were yeah. stuck on this island with all these dinosaurs that were breaking out. Which, by the way, I wanna say the inciting incident of this movie where they go inside the cage 
to make sure the Indominus Rex is still there. I'm just saying. I feel like someone would have noticed if it climbed over the wall and stepped out. <sighs> that felt really stupid to me where they were like, all yeah. right, let's walk in the cage yeah, with this fair. where this dinosaur was supposed to be. And then Claire like leaves and gets on the phone instead of just calling them and being like, hey, guys, is the dinosaur still in the cage? They'll be like, yeah, it's still in the cage. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, I wonder where it went. That's kind of crazy. Uh, and then hanging up the phone. And then they never have to go in the cage. The door never has to get open, and it never breaks out. And we just learn that it can hide itself from cameras. Which, by the way, another thing, the genetic splicing in this movie, right? Dr. Wu is, like, portrayed as the smartest guy in the room. But he's really not. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, we just threw in some cuttlefish and some snake and some lizard and, like, all this stuff. And he makes a comment. He's like, you can't have this, like, genetically modified dinosaur and not have all of, like, these other aspects of it. And I'm like, okay, but why didn't you give us a heads up? Yeah. I like, think it was if kind it of could, on If it them. could communicate with the raptors, that seems like an important thing to tell us before we send velociraptors to kill it. I think... Like, that seems like a very important subnote that needed to be addressed. This movie has a lot of miscommunication. (laughs) Um, And also, there's some... I don't know if it's in the movie. I can't remember. But there's some aspect of the movie, or there was some, like, rough draft or something, where the Indominus Rex is mixed. It has human genes in it, too. What? Which is also another very important thing that should have been noted. I think the... I think the human gene thing came in when they, like, made a comment that it was killing for sport because humans are the only species that kill for sport. I think that's what that was. I may be speaking misinformed about that. Um, But also, they were like, yeah, let's make this dinosaur hyper smart. Yeah. Why, though? At this point, everyone (laughs) deserved to die. Like, this is one of those situations where it's like, maybe we don't make a dinosaur that's like hyper smart and can hide from sensors and all that and is like super strong I'm so, just saying it might be a good this idea is, this is the part where I tell you you're overthinking this movie you're too smart I'm to not watch this overthinking movie. you this are movie. overthinking this movie <laughs> it's a simple it's, question it's a dumb movie and it's supposed to be a dumb movie I know it's supposed <laughs> to be a dumb movie but what I'm telling you is it's stupid <laughs> they were like yeah. people aren't thrilled by it they're like what, what's Claire's line where she's like people look at a stegosaurus like they do an elephant in a zoo so that's why we're making this genetically modified hybrid and I'm like <laughs> okay but why also, Chris Pratt is probably the smartest guy in this film, right? Yeah. Because he's like, does it have a sibling? And Chris's like, no, it ate the sibling. And he's like, oh. So my favorite my favorite line of his mm-hmm. in this movie is when he's standing in the control room after mm-hmm. it kills, like, that whole SWAT team or whatever yeah. sent to, uh, to kill mm-hmm. it. And he's like, this thing has never been outside. It is going to kill everything it sees. And you did not use live ammunition on it. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody listens Which to Which is him. so frustrating because Nobody he, listens to Chris Pratt. It's so funny because he doesn't continue that in the rest of the movies. He just falls right into the pile yes, of he the, does. The, does he, though? Yes, I don't know if he does. I feel like he just he, gets okay. dumber as the movies he pulls go a on. Very, he pulls a very Ian Malcolm in the second movie 
where he tells her, he tells Cody, he's like, don't go. It's stupid. Let the dinosaurs die. Like, they don't need to be here. Okay, that's But then fair. he that's goes fair. for the sake of protecting Claire. I retract not that because statement. Because he wanted to be there. I retract that statement. He's He is, like, the Ian Malcolm smart guy of this movie. Also, he's not afraid to freaking kill a dinosaur. Oh, legit. Like, in the third movie... He's ready to kill. So I, I think his character is pretty consistent throughout all three movies. Yeah. Um, that, it's Claire's fair. character fair. that I have to bring into question because she is just stupid. Mm-hmm. She doesn't listen to a lick of anything anyone says unless it's what she wants to hear. Yeah. Because he's like, you need to get all of those guys out there now. They're going to die because you're not using live ammunition. She's mm-hmm. like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then they all die. And he's like. Well, you should have listened to me. And now she's and like, she I have to do all this stuff him. because my conscience. And it's like, you're right. dumb like enough she to put it on your conscience. <laughs> in the second movie, <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, well, I have to save all these dinosaurs because I'm the one who left them there. And it's like, no. Yeah. No. No. So I want to go you, back. N- no. <laughs> I want to reel it back a little bit to talk about the stakes. I think the stakes of this movie are technically higher because – uh, an interesting point uh, that I thought about while watching is in the original Jurassic Park, the park was not open. This was like a test no. run in the original Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. The park is and like... And that's what told full, them it failed. Jurassic World is fully operational. And right. so the stakes should be higher. But I almost like... It's almost... Let me know if this makes sense or if I'm crazy. I feel like it was scaled up so high... That I almost went numb to a lot of the events in this movie. To where it was almost... I don't disagree with you. It was almost too big to the point where, like, something big would happen and I wouldn't care. Because it was so big. Here's what I will say. What feels weird is, as I said earlier, like, all of these people are there and they have nowhere to go. And it's a point that they have nowhere to go. But then all of these people just disappear for the third act. Yeah. Like, they disappear so much that the T-Rex and the Indominus Rex and the Velociraptors can all fight in that main area of the park and no one is affected whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I have an example. Also... I have an example. Which... Which do you... What... So between the movie The Avengers and the TV show, let's say WandaVision or Loki... Which one feels like the stakes are higher? I feel like the stakes of like I don't think that I don't think those are fair. Okay, comparisons. Dr- move on because move of on. where the MCU is at. I'm fine. What what are you I'm, what are you trying to get? I'm trying to say that what's the point? You're the trying Avengers to make? is such a big movie that they can trample New York, and I feel nothing. <laughs> That's my example. Uh, well, you should have just led with that. Jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. I made it too complicated. I made it too complicated. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you know what I mean. I totally I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Because they tore that park apart. Mm-hmm. And then evacuated all of those people. But you say, like, um, they're, they the people do disappear in the third act, but I think that's because they, like, put them all in, like, the grand, the main center. Because you see a couple but, shots but, of them there, right? You do see a couple shots, but it's not ever clearly a stab because they go into the main center mm-hmm. when they're running away and then the velociraptors chase them in there and then they come back out and the raptors are waiting for them and then the indominus That's comes true. out were they evacuated so they're not by in then? the main center were they evacuated no. by then they're still on the island because they because they noted that the boat wasn't coming until the morning 
Because the the InGen guy mentioned, like, the next boat will be here in the morning and the news cameras will say, your raptors save the day or whatever. That was his pitch, right? So the boats weren't coming until the morning. Huh. So those people were not evacuated. They were still on the island somewhere. This is interesting. I never thought about because this. Because it's like, it's like mid-afternoon when the parents show up to that warehouse hangar yeah. thing to pick up their kids. That's true. So they got evacuated in the morning. At least that's oh. my understanding of the timeline. Could be different. Okay, so Jurassic World, not a great movie. It's a fun movie. No. But it's not a great movie. And this is this is not even my favorite of the Jurassic World movies. Um, no, you have a really bad take. <laughs> Maybe, can I have a bad take once in a while? <laughs> no. Fine. No. You're not allowed to have a bad take. Uh, you literally have a weekly segment called Hot Take where you make everyone angry. It's a hot take, not a bad take. There's a difference between what? having a hot what take and a bad take. A bad, a bad take? take is just a bad okay, opinion. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is the best Jurassic World movie. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an argument with you here. Yeah. Fight me. It would be the best movie if it actually made sense. Because it's another... Okay, we're just going to go ahead and transition into the second movie. Actually, one note about Jurassic World. Can we do pro-cons? Actually, no, it's more of a note about the second movie. Never mind. This movie makes no sense. Because for a world that has been set up to be, like you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. super environmentalist to a fault... They then say that, no, we're going to let the dinosaurs die, which is fine if they actually stuck to that opinion, because they didn't. Because, well, I mean, maybe they did. Maybe the government did, because they weren't going to do anything about it. But then, you know, the Lockwood Estate or whatever goes in and they're like, we're going to put them on a safe island, right? Which, again, Claire being a naive idiot yeah. was like, oh, we've been there's duped. no ulterior motive here. We've been Which, by the way, I hate I hate that Jurassic World 2 and 3 is both we're going to put the dinosaurs in a safe place, but we have an ulterior motive that's bad. Mm-hmm. Same as Jurassic Park 2, right? It's the same villain motivation. It's really stupid because it's been done. It's, it's half of the Jurassic Park franchise. It's stupid. Yeah. So... Yeah. Which, actually, I okay, now I'm, that I'm thinking about it, I will give Jurassic Park 3 credit for being the most original of the six. Yeah. Because Jurassic Park and Jurassic yeah. World have the same concept. Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic World 2 and 3 have the same concept. So I will give 3 credit. I'm not saying it's good, but I will give it a we singular point that. for being... <laughs> The most original of the six. That's a good... That's a good... Not even in a good way. That's a good word. But the second movie makes no sense because they're like, okay, we're going to go get all these dinosaurs off the island. And then there's an ulterior motive. And then they get trapped in the thing. And then they're left there to die. And then, you know, it's this whole thing. So it's just kind of a stupid movie. And also... All right. This movie... And (laughs) hold on, hold on. (laughs) I don't like this movie for the same reason that I don't like Avatar. Because... The environmentally aspect of it got really preachy, and I don't like it when the movies get really preachy. 
And that kind of turned me off because that is a big aspect of the movie. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't protect the dinosaurs. Actually, yes, I am because I do think they should all die. <laughs> that, that's been my sticking point for this entire oh, the podcast. the dinosaurs. But uh. I should note, God tried to kill these dinosaurs twice. He didn't even try. In oh, the no. same mm. movie. Yeah. There he was set off a volcano on the island, and then when they didn't die there, some gas got leaked that would have killed them all. They had a way out twice. There was a way out twice, and the writer said, no. Well, we need a third movie. <laughs> yeah. I think... <laughs> Here's my case for Fallen Kingdom. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's my favorite, but it's not a good movie. Um, it's kind of like the lesser of It's like evils. the... It's, in my opinion... It's the best of... It's the least bad. Um, this is the most enjoyable for me of the three. That's what I'll say. I think it's paced really well. I'll give you um, that. I think it leans more into that classic Jurassic Park type, like, let's build up to the action instead of just, like, hammer in instant action, which... Jurassic World, like, the first one almost falls accustomed to a little bit. Because, like, in their character introductions, it's, like, kind of action-packed. And so, I really like that, like, slow build to the action. And, honestly, the move, this movie, Fallen Kingdom, I feel like shows, shows a part of their world that I wanted more of in Jurassic World 3. Because they showed, like, those like the dinosaurs being like auctioned off to rich people and i think that's like really cool and i think that's really rad um and like we i feel like there wasn't enough of that in the third one your face makes me nervous i feel like you're about to say something stupid <laughs> are you angry no you're hitting on exactly what i want to talk about yeah. with the third movie so yeah this this okay <laughs> i could not tell if that was a positive or negative reaction no that was, that was definitely a positive <clears throat> i i feel oh. like Wait, Fallen you, Kingdom oh boy. leans more into the consequences of dinosaurs in the real world than the third one does which that's supposed to be the concept of the third one anyway um Con. <laughs> colin trevorrow gosh i think good grief colin I think um, it's the cloning of the granddaughter was kind of weird. I feel like that was that's when it started. It made sense with the technology they have, though. It made sense with the technology, but it was also just kind of a stretch. Like the dinosaurs made sense. Mm. I felt like, but this. I don't know. It, it made I don't think so. It made sense, but it was also like I felt like this isn't the kind of movie that should do that. Like it I think it made if sense. If you think about I don't know. If, if you think about the process of how they brought back dinosaurs in the first movie and how it was explained, right? Mm -hmm. They're like we're using DNA extract and filling in the, the segments, right? That is essentially what they did for this girl. Yeah. Maisie, right? Which is they took the mom's DNA, filled it in, and did it. So yeah. the techn the technology is there, and at least enough to make sense. Yeah, it makes sense, and that's that's kind of the writing this, aspect of it. This, as long as it makes somewhat sense, like it's fine. it does make sense. And I think 
how they did it, they did it well. Um, but this doesn't feel like the kind of movie that they should do that. I feel like that's more of like a Michael Bay sci-fi, like the island type vibe. And so yeah. that's that's not the kind of like I liked the character. I thought Maisie was cool. Um and I thought of the kids in Jurassic World as a whole, she's the best one. Um and she has a she's a good actress. Um but I just I thought that may have been a little out of place at times. Um but I liked her connection and I thought she, her character was done well. And I just, I think it's an enjoyable movie with some really good action scenes and is well directed. Um, it started to get lean into a little bit more of the end, like the end of Ant-Man where like she was in like her room and the dinosaurs like come in and like destroy everything. And that mansion is really dope and it's a really cool setting. And I really like, um, I really like all the villains in this one. They were like actually kind of menacing, uh, so I don't know. I think. Can I say something about the villain? Yes, sure. Can I make my comment about the villain that I shared with you earlier? Yeah. <laughs> the villain is the main guy, like the trust fund guy. I don't even remember his name. He is Ben Platt adjacent. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. He looks like he ben is like he is Ben Platt's oh older brother. Gosh. Am I wrong? Hold on, I'm gonna get a picture. No, 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 you gotta look at both of them. They, he looks like he could be a Ben Platt sibling, and it really bothered me, because at first I thought it was Ben Platt, and then I was like, no. There's no He way. acts too well to be Ben Platt. He can't be Ben Platt. Um, but while Jackson's looking at that image, I will say one thing that really bothered me. Yeah, that's there's ben Platt. ben Platt. Right? And that's the other guy. It's just an older version of Ben Platt. So I said, older brother. Exactly. I see it. I see it, dog. <laughs> so one issue I have with this movie is Claire's character is very, I don't want to say inconsistent, but annoying. Yeah. Because, what well, one, they really struggled to define what Claire and Owen's relationship was, yeah. which was really frustrating. Because it's like, it's, it's just that very, like, get a room already like, this is kind of forced relationship <laughs> drama for the sake of it being forced relationship drama. Been there. Um, so, that was kind of stupid. But her character, like, they never really established where the guilt came from. Like, yeah. it's implied that because of the events of Jurassic World, you know, that is what establish where mm -hmm. the guilt came from. But I feel like we needed a more, like, a show not tell way of getting that across. Like maybe she picks up a newspaper headline that has a smear article against her because she's responsible for what happened or something about the dinosaurs well-being that, you know, the humans mm -hmm. not being there to maintain the park or whatever. Like just, just something a little extra to give the guilt because the guilt is something that carries over into the third movie, which should not be a thing. Yeah. It should not carry over into the third movie because what happened in this movie was her guilt was a was resolved by Setting letting free. the dinosaurs out. Even though she's not the one who did it. Maisie is the one yeah. who let them go. Which And th and that is that really frustrating. I thought that was stupid. Because we went through Claire's character development that she realized they needed to die and be let go. She needed to let go of the dinosaurs, which is why she closed the lid and left the button. 
And yeah. she went over to Owen and they had their like hug moment or whatever. And that was her character arc. And it was a good, it was a solid good character development. We finally got somewhere. Yeah. But then Maisie pushes the button. And she has to revert And it's to like, her... oh, well, Claire's character development's out the she window. She has to revert back to and that. And like... she reverts right back to where she was in Jurassic, in Jurassic World 3. Terrible. She reverts right back to where she was. And it's think... really frustrating. Mm. Yeah. I think this, this is an enjoyable movie for me. It has just enough cool moments to keep me engaged. But... Really, the difference between Jurassic World and Jurassic World's Fallen Kingdom, like when I rated them on Letterboxd, it was three stars versus three and a half stars. So it's really like... It's not much. I don't think it's an amazing movie, but I I really enjoy watching this movie. If I had to choose one of these three movies to watch, this is the one I'll pick. Just because I think there's enough... There's the most cool scenes based on the length. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of stupid moments where, like, her, uh, like, Claire and the nerd guy, like, got into that hamster ball thing just so they could, so they, like, went, and then they went into the water, and then, like, Chris Pratt's character, Owen, didn't get in, but he still survived. Like, why the heck did they even get in the ball? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. My, la- my last thing before I move into Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. the new one. The newest. Which is going to be a time. I want to say, again, mm-hmm. people d- are really dumb yeah. because it's like, what should we do? Let's make a dinosaur that is smarter and more dangerous than the dinosaur that caused the downfall of Jurassic World. And it's not even like that's not common knowledge mm-hmm. because the people working on the Indoraptor acknowledge that the Indominus Rex is the reason that Jurassic World fell. The first act, not the first act, but like the opening of the movie is them going to get Indominus Rex DNA from the bones. So I don't know who thought this was a good idea. And it seems like the overarching theme of the Jurassic World franchise is control. Because we always think that we can control these things. Mm -hmm. And the third movie is very much a showing you, no, Mm -hmm. we cannot control these things to any extent. Because the first one is like, oh, we can control it. It can stay in. And then it breaks down and kills everyone. The second one is, oh, we can we can control the Indoraptor. You know, it goes by the the light and the sound. Mm -hmm. And then it does the opposite of that, except for when it it does that one time when Claire aims it at Owen and he doesn't die. Sounds like um, a Deus Ex Machina to me. Ayo. Yeah. Uh, Ayo. Uh, vocab. <laughs> what I will say, as we, tr- I'm going to use this to transition into the third movie, unless you have anything else you want to say about um, this one. I'm just, I, you know, not really. It's, okay. It is what it is. Um, one, I will one say, thing I will say is a consistent theme in all of the Jurassic World movies that I've noticed is greed is where you, they always want more and it's always the people that want more that die. So I will say I was genuinely jump scared at the end of Jurassic, uh, at the end of fallen kingdom because when, when Ben Platt, I'm going to call him. Ben Yeah. Yeah. You have to, when he gets out from underneath the car after the stampede, like, Oh the way gosh. they framed that 
with you see the one, I think it's like a Carnotaurus or something in the background, and you're like, oh, it's gonna run up and eat him, yeah. and then the T Rex just, just goes sideswipes like, out of nowhere. Oh, it's so good. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no, that was That's terrifying. another thing I oh, like okay. about this one is it <laughs> leans more into that thriller horror type thing that the original yeah. Jurassic Park had, which I really, really liked. I also think this one was also really well directed. So this is a gorgeous movie, in my opinion. <gasps> oh, no, I lost Jackson. Um, so is that it oh, wait, for the no, other two? Yes. I think. Sorry, you you cut out no, for a second. Okay. I lost you. <laughs> hey, gang, we're back. <laughs> After some te- is the re- is the recording still yeah. going? Oh, duh. After some technical difficulties, um, the studio we're back to, to get into hey, the studio Jurassic really, World spoilers really doesn't want us to talk about Jurassic World Dominion, um, but we're gonna say because they know we only hey, have bad things to say about hey, it for the, fans, <laughs> for the fans out there. Hey, the studio doesn't want to talk about Dominion. He doesn't want us to talk about Dominion. They don't want to talk about so, Bruno. Hey, if you haven't seen it, come back later. Because you yeah, should go see it. We're gonna get into heavy spoilers right this from the get go. Like so this is your last spoilers. spoiler warning. So if you don't want it to be spoiled that Owen dies, oh man, oh, oh gosh. my god, oh crap, Jackson, oh, no, that's embarrassing. I didn't mean anyone to say who that. hasn't seen. No, come on, you know Chris Pratt's the money character. <laughs> <clears throat> he's the poster. He's the. T- he's the he's, yeah, he's the poster guy. Come on, come on. He's the poster guy of Jurassic World. They can't kill him. Yeah, uh, but. What I was going to say before technical difficulties were so rudely interrupted um, is I think the most meaningful relationship in all three of these movies is the relationship between Owen and Blue. That is like, okay. that is the most meaningful relationship in all three of these That's movies. That's kind of facts, I? though. <laughs> it, they, they do more development for that relationship than they do with the relationship between Owen and Claire. Oh. And they're the ones romantically involved that we're supposed to be invested in. I hate that that's facts. Crap. Like, they have a really <laughs> good relationship in the first one. And then in the second Jurassic World, they, they do a lot to establish, like, Owen raising and training yep. these raptors from birth. Yeah. Which is something he talked about in the first movie was like, oh, we've had a like we've had a bond, you know, connection since they were born. Yeah. And they really go into that in the second one. And honestly, it's really well done. That's like yeah. one of the best parts. It's of the well done. It's the only it's good well part of that movie. Um, and then in this one, obviously Blue has that connection to Owen because she makes her nest really close by to that cabin. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, when 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 the baby blue gets kidnapped for no reason, <laughs> by <blue>. the way, <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't understand what that was about. Gets kidnapped for no reason. Um, blue is really like upset about that, arguably so, and like yeah, she bites Owen's hand, which is a first. Um, but I do like that there is still that connection there, and how like. He makes a comment. He's like, I'm going to bring her back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to bring your kid back. And then he does. And it's like a super nice thing because at the end, you know, they like both of the raptors run off and then Blue <laughs> comes back. And it's like that. It's that unspoken, like, yeah. goodbye yeah. in that in that in movie. And then, yeah. you know, Blue runs away. And it's yeah. really it's really nice. That was a nice part of the that's, movie. That's tender. That's tender. I don't think I, I have anything else nice to say about this movie. So let me think. I, Hold I on. I don't. Let me... <laughs> Let me comb through my memory, see if I have anything kind to say about this movie. Um, 
they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, um, which means that this episode is over. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, sorry, we're yeah, done. Guys, sorry, um, we're done. We have nothing else to say about this movie. <laughs> so, I will say, mm. I liked, I really briefly, quickly, I liked the, the I liked what Let's they tried out. to do with the family dynamic. Yes, me too. The three me too. Of them. I like the. Concept. I thought that was that was good. <laughs> I like that the was concept. good direction. I don't think it was handled very no. well, but, it but was I like the concept. concept. Good concept. And I like the good direction concept. of where it went. So, I like I like that. I like um, I like Chris Pratt. Um, he's a good actor. I like Jeff Goldblum. He's a cool dude. That's true. Um, he's a jazz pianist. I bet you didn't know that. Um. I did not know you that. should watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus. That's a good show. Uh, um, no, I forgot about that show. Honestly. I like, I like that the original cast was there because they're they're cool. Um, I didn't. Otherwise, they had no purpose to be there. Otherwise, I like the idea of bringing the original cast in. Otherwise, um, I like the idea of what this movie has. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I don't like the. I'm movie. gonna start the discussion by saying this is a crappy movie. Like this is a bad movie. It's god awful. It's like so whenever yeah. whenever I leave the theater, there's few times recently that I've left the theater and been like, that was insanely bad. Like when I left Multiverse of Madness, I was like, that was decent. It's usually like it's usually some kind of middle ground. When I left Death on the Nile, I was like, that was decent. When I left this movie, like the credits rolled, and I leaned over to my friends and I said so what'd you guys think? And that line was funny. Saying what do you guys think was funny because everyone hated it and it was a known thing. This is a laughably bad movie and I don't know how it got this way. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. This <sighs> movie had so much potential. There's so much to say about, like, Excuse me. There's so much to talk about in Dinosaurs Are Now in the Normal World. They are now loose across the continental United States. Yes. Right? And most of them are just acclimating to life. Obviously, the herbivores are, you know, taking a more chill, laid-back approach because they don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And then the carnivores are obviously out doing whatever, and, you know, there's this big corporation, Biosyn, that's like, you know, oh, we're going to put the dinosaurs on a preserve. And they actually do it. But then, of course, there's an ulterior motive. It's <sighs> stupid. We've gone already gone over that because it's just it's just rehashing the second movie. But what was really frustrating is there was so much there was so much setup yeah. from the second movie. And there was so many different places you could go. How do we acclimate with dinosaurs? How do we coexist? Do we coexist? Do we try to put them back on another island and send them back and get them off the off the US? Yeah. Like where do we go from here? And they chose to do a family kidnapping movie. This is not by any stretch of the imagination. This is not a Jurassic World movie first. This is a we like the way I see it Colin Trevorrow, which I know he's probably not the one who wrote the script, but I'm going to give him credit because in the film industry, it doesn't matter the work of anyone else. There's always the director. Everything gets pinned on the director because he approved everything. 
So he got ha- he got he wrote his rough draft of the script, submitted it to the producers, and said, "Here, here, Jurassic World Dominion." And they're like, "Where are all the dinosaurs?" And he's like, "Oh, shoot, you're right. I need to put some dinosaurs in it." Okay, here's the second draft. We added some dinosaurs in some places, and they're kind of here. They're on an island now, and then the 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 people go to the island, and it's evil Jeff Bezos is the bad guy. Honestly, um, no, it's evil Tim Cook. <laughs> Honestly, he looks just like Tim Apple. He, it's like I could only think that he looks just like Tim Apple, and I just I can't. He's like, uh, 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 ooh. It, it's it's evil. It's Apple, but if they were evil, um, and had dinosaurs, and also who's to say they aren't evil? I'm and sorry. Have dinosaurs? <laughs> I'm sorry. Locusts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Give me five seconds. <laughs> Give me five seconds to talk about this because it's garbage so so, you know how we have an entire an entire (laughs) repertoire of dinosaurs we can use to destroy the world nope nope we're gonna make locusts why literally literally why this is the dumbest decision I've ever seen made in a movie. Who, who I don't know. I just, I, no, you make a great point. I think it's stupid. We have dinosaurs in the continental U.S., right? We have carnivores on the loose. We have herbivores on the loose. We have pterosaurs on the loose that can fly and just decimate cars and planes, right? And the main villain of the movie is a swarm of locusts. Who approved what? this? <laughs> Who approved this? I just—it's it, just so stupid. And this uh, movie, I can't. Again, I can't do this they anymore. really this wanted is... to tell that story of Owen, Claire, oh, and Maisie. Maisie I cannot right? do this anymore. <laughs> they really wanted to tell that becoming a family adoption type story, mm. which is fine. But this is a Jurassic World movie. It's not a family movie. If you really wanted to sell that family dynamic, Maisie should not have been kidnapped, mm-hmm. and she should have been able to go on that trip with Claire and Owen. Yes. That is a way Big to facts. wrap in. Because you could have kept the, the raptors. So you could have kidnapped both of the raptors instead of just the one. And then yeah. it could have been, you know, let's send the whole, let's send the whole Grady family on... A quest to to save Blue, yeah. right? It would feel kind of campy like the the second movie because that's kind of what they did in the second movie. But it would reinforce that theme that they were trying to tell that Maisie had a similar bond to Beta, which is Baby Blue. I need to call her by the right name. Otherwise, Ooh. people are going to get angry. Um, but, like, Maisie Ooh. and Beta had the same bond as, like, Owen and um, Blue did. Ooh. And if you really wanted to sell that... It could have been like the whole family goes out, you know, mm-hmm. and instead of like, oh, our daughter gets kidnapped, right? And of course, you know, it was just there's too many problems. Stupid. There's too many problems to talk about in this movie. This and then if you want, to Ellie watch, Sattler shows up for some reason. Alan Grant shows up. And Ian Malcolm shows up. Why is Ian Malcolm giving lectures there? That doesn't make any sense. Literally, I'm so frustrated because it's, you had the, you managed to get back the entire cast of Jurassic Park 
put them in another movie as those characters. And this is what you did. And th- <laughs> this is this is the best you could do. A movie where they're infiltrating a lab for genetically infiltrating Amazon genetically modified locusts that escape when they're set on fire for yeah. some well, reason. Okay. Okay. Huh? okay. What did they think was going to happen when they know. set them on fire? Did they not think they were going to bust out of the ceiling? Like what? Bruh. Bruh. It's just it's just I'm sorry. The villain guy, the guy that looks like Tim Cook is just not a villain in any way of any shape of the imagination. He's not a villain. He's the Megamind. He's an antagonist. Megamind had a better antagonist than this guy. Like, yeah, he's just so awkward and weird that like that can work, but it was just like not executed. And I was just like, there's, if you want to watch a weird, and I say weird, I mean weird, a weird sci-fi movie, you need to watch the Island with directed by Michael Bay. It has Ellen McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Okay. That's my movie recommendation for the week. Go watch the Island. This movie feels like the Island because the Island is when they realize these people are like living in a facility when they realize that they are clones of rich people and like the rich people cloned themselves so that they can have like the spare kidneys and blood and whatnot if they like get sick or hurt and like they realize that's their sole purpose and it's like they're like break out of this laboratory and it's like this whole like government shutdown like we're infiltrating we're gonna shut down this corporation that's what this feels like to me it feels very like season one stranger things we're gonna infiltrate the lab but also there's this chasing in malta for some reason but now oh now we're in italy oh but now we're in dubai oh but now we're over here they do not stay in a single location for like longer than 30 seconds it's insane can i point out something about the can i point out something about the chase in malta there was a solid three or four minutes where there was no music that's true there was no backing music and it really bothered me why because Music in film Mm -hmm. is meant to be there to help portray the story. And when you do an absence of music, it is meant to portray a different part of the story. Having a chase scene on a motorcycle, it just felt like they, like, forgot to put music in that segment. Because that Mm. felt like someone needed a really epic backing track to it to really sell it. It just, and you know, maybe it didn't bother anyone else, but it bothered me. It didn't bother me, and, and the people I saw it, it really frustrated really me. It. Here's the thing: I didn't even notice that, that there, there was, was no music. music. I didn't notice. Um, I, I, it was painfully aware to me that there was no music. The people I saw it with it, really it, liked I, that there it was no music. <laughs> it wasn't at first, but as soon as I noticed there was no music, mm-hmm. I was like, "Why isn't there oh, music? This, this sounds weird." So here's, oh. here's what. I think I think Jurassic World Dominion is if No Way Home had a baby with a bad James Bond movie, and then what if it had a baby with a bad Jurassic Park movie? Literally, there's there's seven of, or five of them. It's like if if No Way Home had a baby with a bad Jurassic Park movie, and that bad Jurassic Park slash No Way Home movie married a James Bond movie. 
And so it's just this melting pot of genres but that didn't it didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know if it wanted to be like a sci-fi cloning movie or if it wanted to be an action dinosaur movie or if it wanted to be an espionage spy thriller or if it wanted to be the family kidnap movie like you talk about. It just it doesn't know what it is and it seems to change based on the scene. And I just don't like that. Yeah. And there could have there were a lot more natural ways to bring in the original three characters. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, like, they took a hard 45, like, 30, 45 minute break to establish these main three characters who we already know. Mm-hmm. But they needed a reason to, like, they needed a reason as to why everybody was on the Biosyn Island. Uh-huh. But the problem was, assuming everything takes place simultaneously, it would mean that Claire and Owen went from Montana to the the tech guy from Jurassic World 2 to Malta to Biosyn in the same amount of time it took Ellie Sattler to go from Utah to a different place in Utah to Biosyn. Yeah. Which the timeline doesn't add up. Because no. it's not like they spent the night at Biosyn and then, you know, Claire and Owen showed up the next day. Like, this is all yeah. taking place in one day. One day. And that's that when you blur the lines of, like, time zones, obviously, it gets complicated. Yeah. Because Malta is obviously in a different time zone than continental U.S. I don't even think it's in the U.S. No, it's not. It's it's somewhere in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, but that begs the question, where is Biosyn? Because where are they flying in a plane that... Biosyn is within fuel's reach of a not passenger plane. It's a disaster. I just it doesn't it it, it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And can we there even like that chase scene in Malta was really rad, and they they like touched on this like underground dinosaur market that we are in for fifteen seconds. That's what I wanted out of this. That's really the only. That's really the only thread from the second movie that they continue. I really is I really the needed, black market. I really needed this movie to be how do we deal with dinosaurs in the everyday world? And apparently the answer to that was shipping them off to another island which is we can't coexist. Which is literally the plot of all of the other Jurassic Park movies that everyone hates. Why but the weird thing that? is they like they didn't make a definitive decision between no either of the options because it's like they stopped picking up dinosaurs on the on in the US or like in the mainland once Biosyn got shut down. Yeah. And once they did that, they were like, okay, well, whatever dinosaurs are still here, we just have to coexist with those instead of shipping them off to the island with the rest of their freaking species. Which is so... So why are they still here? <laughs> so dumb, because I'm like, guys, we... The problem that was presented at the beginning of this movie was not resolved. We ended in the exact same place that we started by just saying... How do we live with these dinosaurs? But now we don't have these also... stupid freaking locusts that we randomly created for no reason. Like, they oh didn't... God. Like, 
I will say the hook is very interesting where they like bust in a legal like breeding site. Yeah. And like there's so (laughs) there's so much good stuff in this movie that is not followed up on there's because they wanted to make seven different movies, but they had to force them into one. Yeah. Because and and not to mention the fact that the tech guy from the second movie goes and works at the freaking CIA. Yeah. Which is never touched upon again. You never see him again. You never see the girl again from the other movie. Which, which, by the way, by the way, I want to point out, they went to this tech guy. I don't even remember his name. And he says, hey, we're doing a bust in Malta tomorrow. Tomorrow. So there, so there is a day passage in this movie. But where does it take place? Because there is n- no apparent mm. day skip at Biosyn. <laughs> But they have to wait till the next day to get the bust in Malta. So unless everything would have to take place on that second day, but the movie doesn't portray I can't it like that. Do this. It portrays it like everything takes place on the same day. It's really frustrating. So but anyway, I want to talk about some more general problems in this movie. Hold on, hold on. I gotta finish this CIA point. Finish. He tells them we have this bust tomorrow mm-hmm. in Malta. Do not go and interfere. What do they do? They go go and interfere. And even the, I don't remember his name, but the black guy who was Owen's friend was like, hey, you can listen in, but don't do anything. And what do they do? They They just just involved. (laughs) I put, literally put in my notes, movie number three of Claire Deering not listening to simple instructions. So, I want to talk about some more general problems with this movie because I think this all of the all of the cards for this movie were in line to be amazing. You had and they did 52 an card amazing pickup. cast. You had the original cast and the amazing new cast that like was already established and you had good things going. You had a budget of $165 million. Where this money went, God only knows. Probably just 90%. It clearly didn't go to the CGI. It just budget. went to Sam Neill, probably. Um, it went to Jeff Goldblum. He <laughs> cost $165 million. <laughs> it was such an amazing concept, and like everyone was on board. Why was the writing so bad? And I feel, <gasps> like, I feel like the writing... I feel like the writing uh, reflected on the actors because like the actors, I feel like I was noticing the actors weren't doing great. Like, I, I think these are all really good actors. Like I will defend Bryce Dallas Howard as an actor. I think she's really cool, but they're good actors with a really sucky script and so like even like i was like laura dern what are you doing you're better than this i was like mm. what and since it's everyone i feel like this cannot be an actor problem this is a script problem it's just a script and i would assume direction it's just like just poor directing which doesn't make sense because colin trevorrow is not a bad director no he's not no one no one in this movie is bad. So why is it bad? I just so, I'm so conf- like legitimately confused. I have three things to say. Okay. And then I will be and then I, I unless you bring something else up. 
Hmm. I will be ready to give my conclusion on this movie. Yeah. Oh no! My battery's gonna die <gasps> on my camera. I see that low battery on the video. Oh too. no! <laughs> okay, speed run. One, Alan Grant and Laura Dern didn't need to be here. It's totally stupid. And um, definitely, like, well, no, not that they didn't need to be here. Their relationship, them getting back together, was really stupid, okay? That was dumb. The, the episode will continue on his video. You'll just see like, my Discord yeah, profile yeah. picture. Yeah, um, no, you're good. You're good. Two, calm down. <laughs> the CGI budget, I don't know where it went because. What's really dumb is like the CGI budget just disappeared because the the line between CGI dinosaurs and real life dinosaurs were really stupid. Um, and third, this movie suffers. The, okay, oh, I hate that the battery's dying because it's a long you like point. To, would you like to switch to your web your laptop camera for this last portion? No, it's so bad. <laughs> Would you like to turn such, off of your video for this next portion? Such a bad question. No, I will. Just, this camera is going to run until the battery just dies. Just leave it till it dies. You're um, fine. So, the, Star Wars inadvertently affected the quality of this franchise, the Jurassic World franchise, because Colin Trevorrow was originally set to direct Episode Nine, which, follow me timeline wise, would have gone. I really hate that the battery light is flashing. It's stupid. Um, I'm going to move over here. So, timeline-wise, Colin Trevorrow would have been working on pre-production for Episode 9 of Star Wars when Jurassic World 2 would have been filming. Because, like, he would have been doing pre-production for that late 2017, early 2018. Jurassic World would have already been in production. So, he wasn't directing the second one, which is why it feels so different from the other two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But by the time he stepped off of Star Wars, because he stepped off of Star Wars, mm-hmm. he would have, like, they would have already been elbows deep in Jurassic World 2. So they couldn't just bring him in and swap out directors. So he had to come in and essentially pull a J.J. Abrams and pick up the pieces of whatever was left from the second movie, and it yeah. didn't go very well. So this is another trilogy of movies from a popular franchise that had a different director somewhere in the middle and it didn't end up working out. So maybe this yeah. is a sign to all of them that maybe we shouldn't be doing hey, it. Hey, maybe um maybe we should when we decide to make 3, 5, 6 movies, we should plan them all out instead of going one yeah. at a time. Yeah, this is another one where I didn't feel like and you know, part of that is the way studios greenlight movies like they up. weren't going to greenlight a third Jurassic World until it, the second one made a certain amount of money. Yeah. Right? So they obviously didn't go into it having that plan. But I would say, as a writer, you should have all of those things planned out. So if they do greenlight your movie, it can be you amazing. have a clear direction of where the third one is going. Yeah. But if they don't, you've told a satisfying story in the two. And it's kind of difficult. As a writer, I understand how difficult mm-hmm. that can be. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. So... We're gonna as wrap, we wrap up. We're here, gonna wrap this up. Dies. We're wrapping this up, but I'm just, I'm disappointed because I think if this this was their last chance to pull it all together, and instead of doing really cool dinosaur scenes where everyone like is at risk, they decided to kidnap a comedically British child. Yep. And that is honestly very frustrating. And it's very upsetting. And it's just sad. 
because this was such a good concept and it was so had so much potential and then it but did. it was just so and i'm also just i'm shocked i legitimately am shocked that it was this bad because the other ones are watchable like the, i think the it's other the dress- lowest rated of the six it is which is really saying something yeah it really is and it's just it's not like the other ones are terrible i had a good time watching them and i have a good time watching dominion in the sense of it's laughably bad it's the same way people watch like i don't even have an example movies that are so bad that they're good and it's just it's just painful i haven't even touched on the point where they were like oh She's not actually a clone, but she is a clone. Her mom, like, cloned herself, but without this disease, and then bared herself, gave birth to herself? That's disgusting. When Laura Dern Dern was like, oh, she always wanted to have a child, so she just cloned with technology, I was like, dang, no guy wants you for real. That's the way I took that. Is she just could not get a boyfriend in college because she was too obsessed with dinosaurs, right? And they were like, yeah, you're kind of crazy if you think we should bring back dinosaurs. I don't want to go out with you. So she was like, fine, I'll do it myself. If I had a nickel for every time I saw a movie this year about a mom who does the most unethical thing to get her children, I would have two nickels, which isn't a lot. Which isn't weird. weird But it's weird that it happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. What a meme. I don't like this trend. I think my I've le- seen okay. This actually, film actually, before, I do have I do have I one good like thing to say about the movie. Right. One good oh. thing to say about Ooh, the movie. Sure, yeah. Actually, one bad thing. <laughs> one bad thing. Oh, when Laura mind, Dern bad. said he slid into my DMs, <laughs> I wanted to slide out of the theater. <laughs> that was rough. That was bad. Whoever wrote that needs that to be rough. fired. Whatever yeah. intern contributed that line to the script needs to be fired. That's gonna that was age stupid. so poorly. That is going to age. It was already aged poorly when this movie came out. It's going to age poorly in 10 years. But the one good thing I will say about this movie, and of course my camera will cut out halfway through the sentence because I have something good to say. When the T-Rex fought the Giganotosaurus at the end, that just fulfilled every part of my child brain of dinosaurs go fight <laughs> and that is what i literally wrote right here final dino fight is the big stuff i pay to see these movies for facts i just want to see dinosaurs eat each other and fight and tear each other up and, and that was my favorite part of the movie and, and that's saying you, a lot because it was like three minutes long let me tell you let me tell you this movie needed like 80 more scenes like that there were no cool scenes in this movie the only thing that came close was I really liked when Claire was in the water. When she went like under the water and there's a really cool shot where you like see how close the dinosaur is to the water while she's like holding her breath. I think that was oh, yeah. really tense. I liked that. And I like I think when... that one would have been cool if it wasn't a trailer shot. Yeah, it was f- straight up a trailer shot. But yeah. it was kind of cool. Um I'm like scraping for this movie. And I really like. There's when nothing. There's like barely no, any like, qualities I'm about like, it. I liked when she was in the water, um, but I also like when Maisie's climbing the ladder and there's a cage and the dinosaur's mouth is like closing in. I think that's insanely claustrophobic, intense. I really like that. But yeah. like 
three cool moments out of like a two and a half hour movie is does not redeem not this good. movie. That is not enough not to good. redeem your movie. Like, uh, did think, you did you yeah. notice um, when the T Rex came in and they had like the circle waterfall? Yeah, that was and he crap. Stuck his head. That was crap. What? No. no, that was stupid. No, it was, was alluding stupid. to the logo. That was stupid. I thought that was cool. No, that was stupid. As soon as I saw him coming around, I was like, oh, they're going to do the logo I thing. I knew it was going to be that. And then he pops his head in for like two seconds and then moves. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I'm getting a I'm getting a poster from one of my friends that is that scene with the, with the, the Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to frame it. That's a good idea. Because uh, eh. I asked my friends, I was like, can I have a poster? And they're like, you hated the movie. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Hating a movie. Being a movie is bad, and having a dope poster are two totally <laughs> different things. Yeah, that's facts. I didn't, I didn't just hate it. it. I don't. I'm kind of indifferent. It just wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It just wasn't. It was fine. I'm kind of indifferent. I just thought it was like my initial reaction was that's it was kind bad. of dumb, but all right. It was bad. It is. It, I won't <sighs> say it's the worst movie I've seen this year, but it is definitely one of the worst. I think. I think out of like 21 movies I've seen this year, it's like 19. On my letterbox list. I will check and get a final number so, as we wrap up I'm here. looking at my... Yeah. Do you want to do the ranking or have we gotten long enough? No. We, we, we don't have time. We don't have time. We will rank the Jurassic Park movies another day. So, um, of, of the oh. 11... Uh, of the 11 movies I've seen this year that no, came no, out... No, this that came out this year. Of the 11 movies that I've seen that come out... of New 2022 movies, Jurassic Park hit number eight. Actually, no. That's about right. Number eight out of 11. So I lied. For me, it's 16 out of 21. That's not that. That's I still pretty I have seen low. five movies worse. You want to know what my, my least favorite this year yeah. is? Uncharted. Uh, that's worse. I did not care for Uncharted. You know, you, know <laughs> what thought... my, you know what my worst movie this year is? Um, it is Hotel Transylvania oh. 4. A <laughs> oh. movie is no. hot garbage. Eh. I just I just watched it because my family turned it on. I hate that this uh, battery light has been blinking and I have no way of turning it off. <laughs> so if my camera makes it, it really, to the end of the episode, it's it just really going to keep blinking. It really doesn't need to be. Oh my gosh! Right now. It's just like Jurassic World. It sets up an artificial stakes and then doesn't carry through. Oh, what a good metaphor! Camera dies right there. Hey, let's uh, let's wrap it up on that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell of a note, thank you for listening to the Jurassic. Park Tacular today. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast or on TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast. If you have feedback or a question you want to submit, you can do so by clicking the link in the description that'll take you to the website and the contact us page. You can also check out the Spotify description. There should be a poll and or a question of the week there. Probably a poll on what you think the best Jurassic Park slash world movie is. Um, I also want to say, and I'm going to kind of cut into Jackson's thing here. Mm-hmm. But if you liked this episode, right, our ramblings about an entire franchise, and if you listened all the way through the episode, I salute you. This is our longest episode yet, and I cannot thank you enough if you listened to the entire episode, regardless of whether or not it was across multiple days, weeks, months, years. Thank you for listening to the entire episode, because it was a lot to ramble about six movies, and I promise that the next time we do a a revisit episode to these franchises we will condense it and make it a little quicker but we had a lot to say about these movies individually it's the jurassic park next time it will be at least an hour shorter (laughs) than it was in this episode i'm so sorry (laughs) if you enjoyed this episode 
consider giving us a five-star review. It would mean the world to us because it helps the episode get out there to more people who want to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, legit, if you made it this far, um, you know, I'm just going to echo what he said. Thanks. Like, it's crazy to do something. Like, I had so much fun doing this today. And, like, it's crazy that people care to listen all the way through. So, thank you. Even if you just listen to Jurassic World or whatever, like, come on. Thank you so much. That's so dope. Um, you can follow us on Instagram with a link in the description. Give us five-star rating. Uh, buy our stickers, $3 a piece. We have three designs. They're really dope. Um, but, really, word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. So, if you want to send this to your friends or your family, or your distant cousins, or your uncle, or your youth pastor that really likes Jurassic Park, and you just want to say, I'm sorry, the third one is not good, and he says, no, that's that's really sad. So, that's not, fair. not pulling for personal experience or anything. Um, We're never speaking again. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Uh, bye! Peace! Out!